it's about that time. For the inside trim. You know that nasty trim. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? What's up? We are definitely back. Oh, baby. And so are our voices. This is the Inside Trip (laughs) Wrestling Podcast. You know that nasty trip. My name is Brandon Olinger. I am featured aside my partner in crime, Mongolian Ben Watson. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Ben is so excited to be back today. He is in his under ruse again. It's so hot in your house. <laughs> Why is it so hot in here? It's so hot. God. I'm going to have to start wearing shorts. It's 18 degrees outside, and my knee pads can't stop sweating. Oh, it's man. It's like freaking Groundhog Day all over again. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm so happy to be back. Anyway, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one if you send us an email to the inside trip one at gmail.com. This is episode number 16. I'm not going through all the rest, man. Let's kick this off. All right. Yeah, man. Um, so it's uh, NCAA, double, NCAA tournament week. Week. Kind of pumped about that. Leave here on Wednesday. My favorite week of the year. Yeah. It's going to be a good time, man. Especially since those Buckeyes are looking pretty good. Yeah, actually, we got the opportunity, the open mat. Um, I'm sure everybody... Kind of knows that about that wrestling website. It's a great website. Puts out some great content. Uh, They reached out to us to ask to write up a little kind of a fan perspective. um, Ohio State Buckeye preview. I guess it was kind of like a... Like a primer. Yeah, primer. Kind of the past. You know, how the season went. And then, you know, what we expect from the NCAA. So we got to do that. That was put out today. uh, Today's Sunday. And, you know, so hopefully you guys go out and read it. I think it, you know, I think it turned out pretty well. Um, besides the fact that I misspelled people's names a ton, thank goodness for their editor. I think it's Alex Steen. Is that how you yeah. say their name? He really helped out with uh, some of my mis- – I misspelled Snyder. It won- only once, though. I was a little hungover when I wrote my portion. How do you misspell Snyder? I only did it once. I spelled it right every other time in the, pro- in the thing. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, it was, I was tired. I was like, just one more way to go. Seriously, though, I am pumped for this week. This is literally my favorite week of the year. This is my favorite trip I take all year long. Um, What what, what was this? Is this our sixth or seventh year in a row going? I think this is our sixth year in a row. Sixth year in a row going, man. Yep, we started the the year Logie won his first title. That's right. Which was awesome. And we've been back every year since. I don't see an end in sight, at least not in the near future. Not for me. No way. And, you know, we go with, you know, we go with, it tends to be, it's always you and I are the staple. And, you know, Frank Baxter, um, you know, who we used to coach for. He, uh, he goes most of the time, and he's going to be going with us this year, too. So it's always a good time, you know, meeting people out there, seeing people. I get to see some of the co- my college buddies that I wrestled with or some kids I've known from wrestling. So it's a good time. So speaking of, uh, you know, your college buddies that you wrestled with, uh, since this is NCAA week and we're going to break down some NCAA brackets, no. why don't we just start with one little bracket in particular, um, the 125-pound weight class, 13 years ago in St. Louis. Was that 13 years ago? It was 13 years. 2004, man. Oh, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm rolling through this bracket, <laughs> and I see uh, from a little college called Slippery Rock, Ben Watson. Tell me about it. Tell our fans about your time there. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah, I actually was uh, fortunate enough for, to qualify for the NCAA tournament once uh, before my college career kind of, <laughs> kind of t- took a turn that not, not necessarily was – 
was that great? But so I qualified, um, and it was awesome, right? So, you know, I, I won the Eastern Region, which doesn't exist anymore, and got to the NCAA tournament and, you know, cutting weight the night before, and there's these guys just, like, all cut. And I see Joe Dubuque's in my bracket, Kyle Ott's in my bracket. Um, Hayes Winkle. Hayes Winkle. McKnight. McKnight. Yeah, Mark McKnight. Powell. Um, who else was that? Eustace. You, yeah, Eustace was in it. Um, oh, um, a guy from Penn. What's his name? Um, Valenti. Okay. All these dudes yep. were in my bracket, yep. right? So I'm cutting weight besides these dudes. A dude from, um, I think it was uh, Velez from Northwestern was a stud. Um, and I just remember cutting weight and I'm looking at these guys like, oh my goodness, these are guys like I look, look up to. You know, so then I, I go into the weigh-in area the next day and we're all like, you know, in our underwear about ready to weigh in. And I see all these guys just standing around in my, in my waiting for me. And I'm just standing by myself. Luckily, Kyle Ott came up and talked to me because uh, I'd wrestle, we're from the same area. And uh, I'd wrestled, well, I'd, I'd gotten my butt kicked by him a bunch of times in high school. So he kind of knew me. Um, and we were just kind of chatting it up. And, you know, he congratulated me on qualifying. So I drew Efren Ceballos from Cal State Bakersfield first round. I think he was the eighth seed. Is that what he was? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think Efren Ceballos was the eighth seed. He was a stud from Cal State Bakersfield. He ended up being an All-American. I don't know if he did that year, but I know he did um, maybe the next year. And uh, Actually, I think he was a 13 seed. Uh, was well, he? they didn't seed that many back then. So disregard. They don't have the seeds in the bracket here. Okay. No, 12 seed. 12 seed. 12 seed. Anyways, whatever. He was seeded higher than I was. And um, <laughs> so this is the only time I go What was your record going in? Uh, it was bad. Like what? Oh, God. Well, if you— like Was I it said, a winning record? If you, no. If you don't count my matches at 133, which they don't count now when they're talking about— Because I started at 33. Right. And then cut down to 25 when I— um, The guy that they were supposed to wrestle 25 for us couldn't make weight. It was a big fiasco. So I made weight. So I was probably slightly under 500 um, at 125. Okay. Probably something like 12 and 13, 12 and 14. Okay. At 125. And then you pulled a Mark Branch, right? Yeah, and then I pulled a Mark Branch and I won it. No. Um, <laughs> I wrestled Efren Ceballos, and, uh, dude, I get out there and I'm hyperventilating. Because I'd never – I mean, I wrestled in the state tournament in Ohio three times, but I'd never seen a crowd like this. And this dude was just jacked up, dude. I mean, everybody knows Efren Ceballos. So I go out there and um, whistle – was a big dude, right? Oh, Ceballos is jacked, dude. He was really good. And he was a West Coast scrambler guy, right? That was like – remember, 2004, scrambling wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hit this nice little single leg on him, and I'm, I'm so deep. Like, I was always pretty good on my feet. I'm in deep. Like, I'm like, I'm going to finish on this sucker right here, dude. Show people what's <laughs> up. He does the kale, right? That's what they call it, where you yep. kind of, like, jump over and start kicking people in the armpit to get out. Never seen that move in my life. Didn't know what he was doing. He started kicking me in the head. <laughs> He's literally kicking me in the head. No joke. Like, and I'm looking at the ref, and the ref's looking at me like – like, well, sorry, dude. Like, I don't know what to do. He's Welcome like, to the show. Yeah, he's like, if you don't want to get kicked in the head, let like, go of the leg. <laughs> so I did. Um, and he took me down. Got a quick escape. I'm like, all right, all right. He steps right in. I remember it vividly. Boom, hit a deep, low single on him. Come out, like, kind of start to come out the back door. He kills me again. Kicks me right in the face again. I'm like, I don't want to play anymore than this dude. Um, like, kick me in the face. Like, I got hard. In the face. Yeah. Oh, dude. Drilled in the face. Like, I can't believe they didn't stop it. They would stop it now. But back then, people didn't know much about this stuff. Right. This scrambling. Um, and then I get on top in the second period, throw a boot, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Whoop, slips me and reverses me. You know, I end up getting tech fault. 17 to 2 is the final score. Yeah, I got two escapes, though. <laughs> you scored two points. Dude, he didn't kick me either. I mean, he kicked me in the face, but he didn't let me up. He didn't let you up. Yeah. So I dropped down to the concert. Did he brackets. turn you? Oh, God, yeah, like a freaking doorknob. <laughs> like a doorknob, bro. <laughs> um, oh, man. Then I got down into the concert brackets and was wrestling the EWL champ who, um, uh, Peter Durston, I think, man. Now these names, Durstein, yeah, yeah, these names are Clarion. Yeah, he was he was good. He won the EWL over. This that was back when Pitt was in the EWL. Um, 
uh, Edinburgh's in the EWL. The EWL had a lot more teams than it does now. Like, it was a legit um, conference. Like, West Virginia was in the EWL. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, I, and I'm taking them down. We're wrestling. We're battling. And it was 8-7. to seven, or No, excuse me. Yeah, 8-7. Um, with like 13 seconds left, I was losing. I hit this nice high crotch on him, and I'm like, dude, I'm, and he cra- he cracks me down, and I try to do like this kind of the swim out, like go to the head, and it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and I'm like, I'm about to take this dude down, though. I've already taken him down twice in the match. Um, and like he'd chin with me to my back earlier for four. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I was, like he caught me, you know, earlier, so I was, I was out wrestling him, I thought. And I try to last ditch effort jump over on him, and he puts me to my back, and I end up losing. But I almost had it. I almost won a match at the NCAAs, man. And uh, you scored nine points at the NCAA's yeah. in total between yeah. two matches. That, hey, that ain't That's bad. nine points more than I ever scored. I've seen at some the people NCAA's. get shut out at the NCAA's. <laughs> right? No, that that match I wrestled really well, and I was, um, you know, it was it was one of the highlights of my career to be able to wrestle in the NCAA tournament. That was really neat. Um, unfortunately, after that, it didn't work out. My uh, head coach, Jim Harshaw, at the time, he moved back to Virginia, and I just, um, you know, things didn't work out. I ended up transferring um, uh, after I kind of heard that Slippery Rock was going to drop the program. Went to. Uh, and then AIA school qualified for nationals there, but didn't, didn't end up wrestling in it for various reasons. And uh, that was the, that was the end of my career. But you know, I did get to wrestle at the big show, and it was at the Scott Trade. That's in right, St. Louis. Yep, yep. And that was really neat. So nice. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, I guess the moral of the story was I got kicked in the head a bunch. <laughs> I just I'm envisioning the ref just squatting down. No, he's his yeah, stands he's, just staring at you. It's like, like he squatted down like he was counting back points, you know. But instead, he was just looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, like he winked at you. Yeah, I'm like I'm looking at him like, is this cool? Like, is this cool that he's doing this? Like, because I'm gonna start kicking him. I'm bleeding from the nose. Yeah, like he kicked me in the face. Swear to God, I'm, I'm not even telling that story. Like he literally kicked me in the face. So if we see Ceballos this weekend, you want me to hold him while you kick him in the yes. face? Yes. You know what? I want to get him back. I think. Last I heard, he was doing some stuff with Cal State Bakerfield. I don't know if he's still there. Anyways. All right, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great story. Um, all right, man. So, look, we got a lot to talk about today, obviously. We're going to go ahead and break down some of these brackets, um, talk about some highlight matches, maybe talk about who we see um, making it to the podium, definitely who we see in the finals and coming out on top. Um, you know, we try, obviously, we try to be as unbiased as possible, but, you know, sometimes we got a little homer, homerism in, sure. in us as well. So. Which is okay, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's go ahead, man. Kick it off, 125. What's yeah. your thoughts on this bracket? Uh, you know, like with all brackets, I, I, I didn't go with a ton of upsets. And because you said it earlier when we were talking, it's hard to predict upsets. You know, you can predict, okay, it's not an upset if you predict a 10 over a 7. Right, you know, right. But it's hard to predict a legitimate, you know, a Zeke Moisey style, you know, when he went and made that run. So I don't have a lot of those picks. But, you know, in this one, I don't have a ton of upsets either. I think the big story here is how healthy is Siriano. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, in fact, when I was looking at this 125-pound bracket, that's what I kept saying is that, or at least to myself, is that so much of this bracket hinges on the health of Siriano. Um, I will tell you this. I, I don't like his seed from a, from a personal perspective. What do you mean um, by that? I'm a big Suriano fan, so let me you know preface that. Huge Suriano fan. But... You know, Suriano didn't wrestle with the bigs, all right? So they're saying you're damaged goods, all right? And he comes out with a three seed for this for this bracket. And I think who who really gets screwed here is Darian Cruz, to be truthfully honest. Darian Cruz has got two losses on the year. Granted, one of them is to, uh, to Suriano. Um, sure. But, you know, he went out. He's, he's given the two seed Joey Dance. Dance's only loss of the year. Um, Cruz went out. He won his conference, but he gets the four seed, so he's on the same side as Thomas Gilman. Good point. This really hurts him. Well, yeah, because he could be on the other side wrestling Dance maybe Correct. in the semis to Correct. make the finals. It's similar to kind of, yeah, we'll talk about that later, but it's almost like, you know, you get put on Gilman's side, 
I don't see anybody beating Gilman. Right. And so, and I look at it this way. So let me use Isaac Jordan as an example here, okay? Isaac Jordan for, before Big Tens was, was the three seed for NCAAs before Big Tens, before he took that loss to Vincenzo. So let's say Isaac Jordan says, Coach, I'm not going to wrestle at Big Tens. We'll just say I got an injury. I'll, I'll get that, you know, that, that at-large bid. Ooh. Are they going to let him keep the three seed then? That's a good point. They probably you know? wouldn't have. Right. I'm just saying. But it, it opens up for that type of possibility. Yeah. But I so, think they knew that Seriano was really injured. Um, but then again, but if he's really injured, should you seat him at all? Should you seat him that high? It, That's it, the point. You're, you're saying he's damaged goods. Yeah, it's, it's a really tough predicament because the ultimate goal of seating, as everybody knows, is to split up the best guys in the bracket, right? Absolutely. You don't want you don't want somebody that you don't say say Siriano is 95 percent healthy, and you don't want him wrestling Joey Dance first round. Correct. You know? Correct. So you got to seat him somewhere, but where is it at? And I think they kind of split the baby here and said. Look, we're not going to see him above Joey Dance, whereas I think they would have before. I think if he doesn't default out of the Big Tens and he wins the Big Ten, or takes second in the Big Tens, oh for sure, I think he's the two seed. So they said we're going to drop you. So they hurt him to the point of one seed, which doesn't matter at all no. in terms of this bracket. Yeah, but yeah, that was kind of like my big thing looking at this bracket. Um, other than that, I think you kind of made mention of this. Um, How about some first round match, oh, dude? There, was that where you're going? Yeah, I mean, there's some crazy first-round matches in this bracket, to be truthfully honest. And I know the one you're high on is the Dylan Peters versus Darian Cruz match. I mean, that's a crazy first-round match well, right Dylan there. Well, Dylan Peters is a two-time All-American. Yeah. I believe. And Darian Cruz is a one-time All-American. one time. I, No, I think I, I could have sworn the All-American is a freshman, then an All-American is a sophomore, and All-American last year. Gotcha. I thought. I'll do verify that. Um, and, and you know what? If, if not, he's a one-time for sure. I thought he was two-time. Wrestling Darian Cruz, who was an All-American as a freshman— Redshirted and then made the round of twelve last year. Uh, he's twenty six and two on the year. Um, his only losses are to Suriano and I don't know who else Darren Cruz lost to, but I know he's beaten Dance. Yeah, he gave Dance his only loss on the year. Yeah, so you're talking about a two time, what I believe is a two time All American versus a, uh, the four seed one time All American first round. That's almost criminal. Now I know that Peters has been injured, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, Lezak, Lezak, Lezak beat, beat him. Yeah, beat Cruz. Him. Um, yeah, Peters has been injured. He's only wrestled what you know, fourteen matches on the season. But that's still a tough first round match, right there. I mean, Peters came out, took second in the MAC after having some extensive time off. Yeah, I don't care if Peters is zero zero going in the NCAA tournament. He's still dangerous. You don't want to draw him. And also, when you use the word dangerous, not only is he a great wrestler, but he's dangerous in terms of he's a pinner. Dude, he's a he, he's got that cow catcher man. That's his move. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to see him first round. Um, uh, you know, another thing that kind of strikes me about this is, and just the way my brackets ended up, and I think yours so as well, is that I've got Barlow yeah, McGee. Peters took a, uh, excuse me, took a six last year. Okay. So, I mean, I've actually got Barlow McGee and Peters wrestling in that consolation pigtail. That's who I got, too. Because I do see Townsville from Stanford beating McGee. Yeah, Townsville, the true freshman who kind of got pulled out of red shirt mm-hmm. after uh, Shram went up, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went on that roll at the scuffle. Yep. And he beat Peters. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I mean, you're looking at a guy that was around a 12 last year, you know, potentially a guy that was around a 12 last year, plus a two-time All-American meeting up in the Concy pigtails the con- just to get in, stay, just to get into the official look, bracket. Look, if you saw McGee Peters first round, that's crazy. How about McGee Peters first round of Concy's pigtail? That's crazy, that man. That is nuts, man. That is that is nuts. There's actually there's a pr- lot of pretty good matches. Um, so those two are, are by far, I think, the top two. Some other ones we'll just touch on real quick. You know, I like this Piotrowski character. I was going to say the Illinois. same thing. Um, Mueller's a beast on top. He's had a hell of a season. Yeah. I think he's a true freshman. He is. Yeah. Um, but Piotrowski, he's 18 and 13, but he's really come on. 
took I, fourth in the Big Tens, yeah. man. He looked good. I got Mueller winning that match, but um, don't sleep on Piotrowski. I think I got Piotrowski making. Yeah, I got him making a little run in the in the in the back half of the uh, in the con season. All right, and um, also obviously our boy um, Jose Rodriguez matches up with uh, Josh Tayrow, and Tayrow's as dangerous as anybody. Um, but Rodriguez. It's it's the tale of two stories. He wrote it, right? The tale yeah, of two seasons. it really is. I mean, first half of the season, we're thinking, yeah, we got, you know, we're we're looking at this dude getting on the podium. Second half of the season, you know, the wheels kind of came off the proverbial bus, and you know, we're not sure what to expect at this point. Um, but you know what? It's it, NCAA's. It's a brand new season. Anything can happen. Um, what what do you got J Rod doing? I got J Rod going one and two. Um, I got him losing to Tay Rao, and then I got him dropping down and wrestling um, Moody. Yeah, I got him wrestling Moody and yeah. be- beating Moody and then eventually losing to um, – um, gosh, I'm sorry. It's hard to read my handwriting. <laughs> I've got him oh, – Then I got him losing to uh, – where the heck is it? I've got him losing to Foz down there. That's who I have him losing to too. Sorry. All right. Foz. Yep, I got him losing to Foz. So talk to me about your top eight, man. Top eight, I got uh, Gilman one, Dance two, Cruz three, Lambert four, Lizak five, Seriano six – and that's kind of a split the baby, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like I don't think because you don't know what I don't what, think he'll finish six. I think he'll finish second, like top three or not all American. <laughs> so I pick him a six. Um, and I got Foz actually seventh, making a run after losing to Lambert. And I got um, um, Tayrao eighth. And I got I got the senior Lambert. Um, no, that's not true. And I got Lambert. I took fourth. Yeah, sorry. Yep, and Tayrao eighth. Interesting. Um, well, mine is definitely a lot different than yours. Um, I definitely see, I mean, Gilman is the man this year. Um, I see him winning this bracket without any problems. I think, you know, he might have a close one against, um, Cruz in the semis. Yeah. Um, also that, uh, that quarterfinals match that he's going to have, I, you know, you're looking at between the eight and nine seed, uh, Josh Rodriguez so from North Dakota there. State and Nick Piccinini from Oklahoma State. That's going to be a rematch of the big 12 finals. Um, where Piccinini came out on top in the Big 12 Finals. I think Rodriguez actually gets him this time. All right, I got Piccinini. Um, but I see Gilman clearing all the way to the finals, winning this. Um, opposite him in the finals, though, surprise, surprise. Yeah, backpack, huh? I see Lezak in the finals, Yeah, backpack, Lezak. backpack, He's Lezak. pretty inconsistent. He definitely has the ability to. I mean, he gets on top of that dance. who's like, real short, and he could turn him. But I tell you what. When he scores points, he scores them in bunches. He does. And not too many people can come back from him. But dance is hard to ride. He's yep. really good on bottom. That's why I, that, I think that's why I ended up picking Dance over Lezak. I mean, I don't even have Dance wrestling Lezak, to be truthfully honest. <laughs> Who do you got him losing to? Um, you see? No, I'm actually pretty high on Sean Russell from Edinburgh. Okay. I see uh, Russell clear in that quarters um, against Dance, making it to the semis and then losing to Lezak. So my top eight are going to go Gilman, Lezak, Cruz, Russell, then Dance, sixth place Josh Rodriguez, Seventh place Mueller over Nick Suriano, who takes eighth. Wow. So, yeah, we have about, I think we only have about four of the same All-Americans. Right. I like that. I like that. It's going to be interesting. And, again, a lot of this depends on the health of Suriano because when he's healthy, I mean, he's the second best guy at this weight. Yeah, second or third. I don't know if we've seen him against Dance yet. But, yeah, I I could get your point. You know, one interesting match before we move on, um, potential potential second round um, uh, match in the championships, UC versus Dance. You know, if UC wins, UC knocked Dance out of the tournament two years ago. And you again, you don't you don't ever know what you're gonna get from UT man. He's rolling into this uh, tournament. I think what six and six. Oh yeah, rolling in hard. It's a hard <laughs> six, six and six. Um, you know he's all American two years previously when he didn't have a great record. He rolled in twelve and thirteen last year, and, and finished on the podium. He's finished top six. <laughs> so um, it'll be. I'm curious to see how that match plays out. To be truthfully honest, 
Um, UT is going to have a tough one first round against Templeman from Wyoming, um, the 15 seed. But you know, I see UT winning that and then losing to Dance. Yeah, I don't think I don't think UT is a good draw for anybody just because of his history and his ability to do the, uh, you know his history to to win at the big, at the big dance. But you know, who knows? So those those are my top eight, and um, you know, I have Tay Rao beating Piccinini in the in the um, round of 12, and I have uh, Siriano beating. Um, Rodriguez from North Dakota State in the round of 12. So those are kind of some round of 12 ones. Interesting. All right. All right, man, let's get to 133. I'll tell you what. Oh, there's some baby. weight classes in this tournament where the brackets are so insane, the the weights are so deep, where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill out some of these, and I'm like, look, they just need to throw this entire weight bracket into a freaking ring and have them do Royal Rumble style and just last one standing wins, basically. I mean, you're exactly right. This, and this is one of them. And I love that tweet that you tweeted um, the other day about how top-heavy the top half of this bracket is. Dude, in the top half, you got nine All-American finishes by five different wrestlers. I think it was actually ten. Nine. Yeah. Was it nine? Yeah, it's nine. Oh. So there's nine All-American Did finishes. Did you count SRAM? Yes, I did. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I wrote 10 in our article. My bad. That's, <laughs> that's all right. Um, but yeah, nine All-American finishes between five wrestlers. I mean, you've got Tomasello, who's been a national champ and a third-place guy. You've got Clark, who's been a two-time runner-up plus a fifth. You know, Earl Hall's All-American a couple of times. Richards all, got on the podium last year, took a fourth. Schramm's gotten on the podium before. Um, and, and not just those guys. You got a guy like Scotty Parker at the nine seed on that top half of the bracket. He can wreck some people's world. A sixteen and two record. Who, if you recall, before he got injured at the scuffle, he was well on his way to beating Cade Brock in the scuffle finals. Yeah, he, he the dude, the dude is super legit, and he, he draws uh, Richards probably second round. And not not only that, you got Connor Schramm returning All American, who goes in unseated up a weight this year, and Corey Clark's got him first round as the four seed. Yeah, jeez. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Corey Clark was going to be the four seed, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but obviously, you know, things happen. You know, he, he took an injury earlier in the season, but, the, you know, he's battled back hard. was a Big Ten uh, runner-up, right? Yeah, runner-up. Yeah, runner lost, lost the Thomas Yeah. So this bracket is just – it's it's so intriguing to me, especially that top half. Um, and then on the bottom half, you've got one guy who's All-American before, and you've got a bunch of newcomers. And that's an Eric Montoya, right? Correct. So you got a bunch of newcomers, really. You know, Cade Brock, Seth Gross, um, Dom Forrest. You know, they're all having great seasons. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out right yeah, here. You do got, and, like, even John Ernesti, who, who's, who's a pretty solid stud, but he wasn't even starting earlier in the year, you know? No, he – and it's it's funny you mention him because he, he, he got bumped into the starting lineup when Ironman went up to 141 yep. pounds from Missouri, and he's quietly had a really good season. In fact, winning the, Mac winning the MAC yeah. championship as well. I don't know um, much about Ernesti, but except for I see, keep seeing his name in the win column. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll tell you, there are two second round matches that I think are going to be absolutely insane in this weight class. Yeah, talk to me about them. And they're both on top half of the bracket. Um, the <laughs> first one is the nine and eight seed, Scotty Parker and Zane Richards, and the second one is going to be between your five seed and your twelve seed, Stefan Michik versus Josh Alber. I think those matches are going to be insane. Yeah, and I mean. Talk about a definition of a pick'em. I think Parker Richards is a definition of a pick'em. It is. I mean, if Parker's healthy, and I'm willing to bet we pick differently. Yeah, I mean, I pick Richards. I pick Parker. Yeah, and and I and I tell you what though, man, it it was it was really close mm -hmm. when I watched Richards or Parker dismantle Cortez. Now Cortez wasn't he's not great, but I think he probably if he wrestled would probably be seated. Jared Cortez. Yeah, yeah, and he dismantled him. I was like, this Parker character is good, and he's always been good. He, he's he's been good ever since he gave um um. Uh, Nation, Nation. Match, like a bunch of a while ago, you know. Yeah. So, 
So I, the, I, I, for, I just can't. I can't understand the you know some of the mentality behind the seating in this weight class. That's what I was going to ask you. What do you think about that? I, I just I'm blown away by by how top heavy this is, and I just I mean I guess when you look at records and wins losses and results and stuff, you know they I, they probably got it right. I think they but, did. You know, yeah, I, they got it right. But it's just crazy. But it's, it's crazy how it ends up. Well, I think that Richards really having a fall off hurt because it puts Richards up there. You know, instead of like a Fouries, um being up there, you know. But even then, if you flip flip off and then you go, you throw Montoya up there, and we're talking the same damn thing, right? So they got it right, I think. So Jesus, yeah, I'm excited. What do you think about Clark Hall second round? <laughs> you know, Hall's never beaten him. No, Hall's never beaten him. And look, I'm Hall has not had an impressive season this year, to be truthfully honest. I'm not overly concerned with that. Um, I see Clark winning that match, and I don't think it's going to be that difficult yeah. for him either. I agree, but you know, at the same time, remember Morris versus Brewer. Um, uh, Morrison, couple, yeah, yeah, Morrison. Sorry for Okie State. Yeah, when Morrison had beaten Brewer every time they wrestled, we were there, mm-hmm. and then Brewer just goes out and pins him. That's true. It's like, dude, but the difference between Clark's Morrison and Clark is, you know, yeah, Clark's injured, but he gave NATO all he wanted in that Big Ten Finals. Yeah, he looked good. I got, I mean, I got Clark going to the semis. I got him eventually taking third. Okay, okay. Um, well, here's how I got my bracket playing out. Obviously, I think Tomasello's the man at this weight class. I like um, that. Good see, pick. <laughs> you know, I see him coming out on top um, uh, over Cade Brock in the finals. Ooh, okay, I got okay. Gross in the finals. Um, and it's funny because I don't even have Gross making the semis. And I know that might surprise a lot of people, but here's my thought well, process no. behind that. Um, Cade, uh, Seth Gross has, got a fanta- has had a fantastic season. He's coming into NCAAs with only one loss. He's the two seed. Who is his loss to again? Eric Montoya. Montoya. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, but his only two wins really are against Cade Brock. His two best wins are against Cade Brock. And he lost that match to Montoya. He's going to have to face Montoya again, in my opinion, if the brackets play out the way I have it yeah, in the quarters. That. And I see Montoya winning that match to go to the semis. Um, even after a really bad Big Ten, huh? I do. Even after a really, bi- a really bad Big Ten. I think it's okay. You know, everybody's going to have a bad day. Rather have a bad day at conference than a bad day at NCAA's. Okay, um, so yeah, I actually see Montoya beating Gross in the quarters and then losing to Brock in the semis. I like Tomasello over Brock um, for third and fourth. Talk I've to got... me about that match real quick. Which one, Tomasello Brock? I mean, that's going to be wild. They're, they're, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they're they're definitely contrasting styles in terms of Tomasello's a bull. He's got a few good things that he does well, right? He does a few good moves on on neutral well. He does a few good things on top well, and he gets off bottom. Whereas Brock is kitchen sink. Right. I mean, he's literally kitchen sink. He'll attack you right. He'll attack you left. He'll elbow bind you mm-hmm. and duck you. He'll inside trip you, mm-hmm. which I like because, you know, <laughs> we're the inside trip. And But he'll also, you know, hit some sweeps and some low stuff too. I think that kind of I think that can play well into Tomasello's style. Tomasello's pretty solid, all right? So I think that with Brock, as you said, throwing the kitchen sink at him, it might create some openings that Tomasello can take advantage of very easily. Sure. Um, and also, one of the things that Tomasello has going for him is he's one of the quickest finishers there is in college, yep. in my opinion. He gets on the legs, he finishes quickly, um, and that benefits him very well um, in a match against a guy like Brock. Yep. And I, so I have him wrestling gross in the finals, and I think his quickness to finish shots is the reason why I think he beats gross. Gross is really funky. Um, he lets people get in on the legs yep. so he can scrimmage. He did that against Brock in his first match right. when he beat Brock. Now he beat Brock again 9-7 to seven right. at the Big 12s. Um, certainly a match that can be flipped. I don't hate your Brock pick at all. I think Gross is going to be the guy in the finals. And I think 
Tomasello's solid enough. I, you know, I don't know if we go down. He's got that gross. He's got that little side ride that he learned from AJ Shop, who's mm-hmm. there rest, who's coaching mm-hmm. now for him. But I think Tomasello gets a couple takedowns. He gets that high C working, or maybe that single working, and, and he finishes so fast. Um, I agree. So with those you. are those are my finals. Um, I tell you what, though, let's let's talk a little bit about Clark because what a draw! Now, he draws a returning All American first round, second round, and we think he clears that. He, second round, he draws a two time All American in Hall, and then he draws <laughs> Michik, who. Possibly, if Michik gets past Albert. Albert, yeah, right. I, got, I, I got, got, yeah, in my bracket, I got him wrestling Michik. Albert's certainly very formidable. Um, Michik's wrestling as well as probably anybody else in the country right now, to be truthfully honest, especially at this weight class. You, some, you, there was an argument to be made that he got some back points on that Navy that he hit Tomasello in. I, I think there is, counted. to be truthfully honest. I mean, I have Michik clear into the semis. I've got him over Clark. Okay, okay. Um, that was I, a tight match the last time they wrestled. It was a very tight match the last time they wrestled. Um, I think I'm on record as saying I think there might have been some missed points in that uh, match. Yeah, Michik was on top of him for a minute and didn't get a reversal. <laughs> um, but that the way Michik's been wrestling, Clark's injury, I don't think it's 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 definitely not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a close match. Um, it's going to be an amazing match in my opinion. Should, should it come to fruition? Um, but I like Michik clearing to that semis over Clark. Sure, but that's Clark's draw. That, hey, it's hey, a tough. It's you, a tough you, draw. You've for been me. a two-time finalist, right? Exactly. Um, have fun. <laughs> have fun wrestling a returning All-American first round. If his shoulder ain't right, Tramp can beat him. Yeah, I mean, and it's not only that. It's like you're a two-time returning finalist, and like you said, All-American first round, two-time All-American second round. One of the hottest guys at this weight class in the in the quarters. Now you got Tomasello in the semis, dude. That, that's rough, bro. I, I feel bad for Clark. Rough. Bro. I think I tweeted that. I was like, I feel bad for Clark. Um, but I'll tell you what, my, uh, let me finish my, my top eight. Yeah, Again, Tomasello won over Brock in the finals. I like Clark over Gross for third. Um, fifth place, fifth, sixth place, I got Michik over Montoya again for probably the third time now. And then seventh and eighth, I've actually got Forrest winning over Scotty Parker for seventh and okay. eighth. Okay. Um, Leaving out, the round of 12 match that is exciting to me is Zane Richards and Scotty Parker in my bracket. So you got Richards, Parker... Okay, and I got Parker Forrest in the round of 12 with Forrest winning. So my top eight is Tomasello, Gross, Clark, Brock, Michik, Forrest, Montoya, Richards, with uh, Richards beating Schramm in the round of 12 and Montoya beating Albert. Wow, you got Schramm making it to the round of 12. I do. I, I've got him um, I got him making a run, beating um, um, uh, uh, McKee and uh, Lantry. Now I've got him beating DRC first, then McKee, and then Lantry gotcha. from Buffalo. Yep. I think where you and I differ there is I actually see the extremely, extremely battle-tested Mitch McKee, who's probably wrestled one of the toughest schedules of any wrestler in this bracket he's this wrestled, year. He's wrestled everybody in the Big right. Ten. Um, I've got him actually coming out on, on top against Shram. Yep. And then uh, ultimately McKee loses to Forrest in the round of tw- or Forrest in the round of 12. Cool. Um, so this bracket is definitely going to be an insane one to watch out. I know we're pretty excited about this one. Um, <laughs> anything could happen. This next bracket has got to be one of my favorites at 141 pounds. I mean, this weight class is – I thought 133 was insane. This 141 is just freaking effed up, man. It's deep. It's, it's deep. deep. Now, here's the thing, though. Is it interesting? Is it a bunch of really, really elite wrestlers, or is it just a bunch of really good wrestlers that are the same weight? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, you, cause I guess what I'm trying to say, are all these guys really, really awesome, or is it just everybody's pretty even? I think – to be truthfully honest, that there are probably five or six guys that are really elite that could win this bracket on any given day. And then after that, you've got a big group of guys that are really good. And then you got guys that are that are just solid, you know? Yeah. This is one of those few brackets where wow 
I don't know. Let's man. get into it's, it. It's crazy to be truthfully honest, but um. So I got Zach Rowe pushing to the finals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, the kid's a stud, though. I've actually I went and looked at some of his matches on Flow. This kid from Clarion, he's a stud, and that's why I love this bracket. He ain't beating Kyle first round. No, though, but bro. that's what I mean. Like you got a guy that good that. It, you right. know, Zach Rowe actually went into the NCAA's last year with only one loss. Yeah. I remember. He didn't place. Yep, I know. Kid's good. He is pretty good, though. Pretty tough. Hey, real quick, did you realize that there are 10 undefeated wrestlers left in the country and all 10 are the top seeds at their respective weight classes? Yes, I saw that. Isn't that crazy? I'm not, it's insane. I'm not sure that it's ever happened before. So basically, they're like, hey, all you need to do is go undefeated to get the number one seed. <laughs> it's that easy, right? Yeah. Kevin Jack, sorry, you lost the match <laughs> in like your third match of the year. Um, and over time, you can't have the number one seed. This weight class, though, to be honest with you, is one where starting second round, things get nuts. I mean, you're looking at, in the second round, what in a lot of years could be quarters or semifinal matches. I agree. I agree. Um, I actually got an interesting first round matchup. Um, What do you think about Logan Everett versus Jaden Ironman? Everett, I think, has beaten Ward this year. Yeah, I think he did give Ward a loss earlier in the season. I I mean, the the kid's pretty decent. Um, I got Ironman winning that, but you know... That's what we're talking about, guys. You know, with you know, pretty damn good resumes wrestling. Other guys, pretty damn good resumes first round, and then you got a Big Ten um, quarter. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't know what you were saying. I was just saying Gaska versus Gulabon first round, where Gaska came on top of that. Uh, the Big Ten. Yeah, that's another great first round match. It might not be an elite wrestler first round match, but it's going to be very interesting, and it could definitely have some team point implications. I tell you what, if Ohio State wants to win the tournament, I think that. It's really going to help if Gulabon pulls a Big Ten. I really hope he does. Goes out there and gets, gets, gets decked a couple times. I hope times. he gets pinned six times this weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. So, um, and then, oh, go ahead, Brandon. No, seriously. Finish your thought. No, I just think that, who's this Deal guy? I like that JP tweeted us. He's the only guy to give Nolf a loss in high school. Yeah, so Deal was the dude from, from yeah, Maryland at the Big Tens that was just came out of nowhere blowing through dudes. <laughs> yeah. And then come to find out somebody kind of... Educated us on uh, on this boy uh, was the only dude to give Jason Nolf a loss in high school. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and and, and all that all he gets is Matt Kalazic first round. <laughs> so, oh. by the way, Kalazic is good, man. He's very technical. He's sound. so good. We well, you know why because he's from Ohio. You don't think he got it from Blair? No, Blair. Come on, I didn't see. I thought, he wrestled for Miami Valley School here in Dayton. I only he saw didn't even him, have a wrestling team. I only saw him get worse when he went. He to was Blair. the only guy on the wrestling team here. <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, and I went and drilled with him. All right, so no, I'm just kidding. Here's, there's an interesting thing about this bracket, all right? If this bracket plays out, you're looking at a second-round match between the 7 and 10 seed, Ward and Meredith. I got all right? it, baby. I so got Joey it. Joey Ward is the 7 seed. Meredith, the returning national runner-up at this weight, is the 10 seed. They're looking at a collision course in the second round. The loser of that match yep. is going to have the loser of the ashnault Kolodzic quarters just it. to place I in the it. blood round. That means... Somebody ain't getting on that podium that was on that podium last year. Oh, there's no unless doubt. it was unless it's Kalodzic, who's I think there's a freshman. Be, I have um, two different guys that got on the podium last year that didn't get in this year. Um, so if we want to talk real quick, I got Ward beating Meredith in the um, the set in the round of sixteen. Or no, excuse me, the, the second round is that the round of sixteen? Uh, I don't know. Or, yeah, okay, I got Ward beating Meredith then second round, and then I've got Ashnault beating Meredith and Meredith not All American, so. That's funny. You and I are way off. You, I'm, well, you love Meredith. He's been wrestling well lately. Ooh. No, I've never said that, and I wasn't <laughs> um, going to say that. That might have been Dave. I can't remember. <laughs> it ain't me. So how, Jackass, how are we way off? Well, you got Kalodzic. I actually, I actually, in that second round match between Ward and Meredith, and I, I hated it to go this way, but I do see Meredith coming out on top, and this is why. This is the only reason I'll say that. 
Ward is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's an Ohio boy. Oh, yeah. we, we, we saw him lots in high school, coached against him. Um, he's done a phenomenal job at North Carolina. I love his style, too. I, absolutely. Um, I think Meredith is going to be wrestling with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder sure. Okay, at this tournament. That doesn't mean I see him placing extremely high, and we'll get to that later, but I do see him winning that match with Ward. I actually have Ashnault dropping, losing his match to Kaladzic in the quarters. So do I. Dropping down and losing to Ward and Ashnault not getting on that, okay. on that podium so, this year. And I know I'm going to piss some people off with that, with that pick. They're losing to Ward. Yeah, I got Ward winning over Ashnault in the blood round. Nothing you just said is out of the realm of... I mean, nothing you just said is crazy. It, the, the funny thing it's is, not like though, you just said Topher Carton's going to make a run to the semis. I mean, come on. On any given day, if Ashnault, if his head's on right, can win this bracket. Yeah, the problem is, he's a freaking lunatic. <laughs> he slaps people. Oh, he slaps them hard. Dude, I, did you see Logan Steber getting pissed? Log, after, um, it's funny, the ref knocked down um, Luke Pletcher. Remember when, when we thought it was Ashnault that knocked him down? And um, Logan Steber tweeted, he's like, I don't like that Ashnault guy. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but basically, like, Ashnault didn't need to do that. Right. And I'm like, oh, Logan, you go get him. Go get him. Put him in that, pal- put him in that him. half bar. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, so, um, how about Crystal Ironman's second round? Yeah, that's going to be a crazy match. I like Ironman in that match, Same though. here. Yeah, I do like Ironman in that match. Um, to be honest, I've got Heil, Ironman, Ashnault, Kaladzic, McKenna, DiCamillo, Meredith, and Jack clear into the quarters. quarters. Um, hey, I do, too. You got DiCamillo beating Cruz? I do. I really do. I think DiCamillo beat, you know, it's his senior year. He's never gotten on that podium. Wait, I, we have all the same. I no, you have Meredith. I do. We have right. the exact same quarter, except for I have Ward over Meredith. Um, and then I like Heil to clear to the semis. Kaladzic over Ashnault. Um, McKenna same. over DiCamillo, and then Jack over Meredith. We got the same semis. We got the same semis. Yeah. Um, I got Jack winning it. I got Jack I'm stealing over your high. thunder, baby. I got Jack over I'm high. stealing your thunder. And you know what's funny, too? Um, so at the All-Star Classic, when we uh, we were out, you know, after the All-Star Classic, having some beers with uh, Tommy B from, from Blood Round, and we were kind of talking about this weight class, and I made a comment to him back then that I think I'm going to eat my words on right now. I told him, I said, I had this gut suspicion that I Heil doesn't lose another match in college and I'm going against well, he that hasn't. I'm, he, he hasn't lost this year but I'm going against that because I think Kevin Jack is wrestling lights out well he presents a problem and here's why he presents such a problem is because he's got so much length yes. at this weight class yet he looks abnormally strong for how skinny he is and I think it may be because his arms are so long when he gets on top, he's one of the best riders in this dude, weight class. He just—I mean, he—he—he he, he can touch his own belly button when he runs the um, tight waist, mm-hmm. and then just throws a half in there. And also, he gets in on legs, just randomly. Like it almost like I remember when um, he wrestled Ward, Ward earlier this yep, year. Yep. Like Ward just like walked into a shot. Like I—I I don't know if he was doing. I don't know if Jack was doing some magician you shit. You got the hiccups? No, I just had to burp. I, you, some beer. I think you burped like forty-six times since we started this. I drink some beer. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Ward would just like uh, Jesus. Ward would just well, you asked me to do it. Ward would just walk into shop. You're sitting in here in your underwear, burping no, into wearing, my again. I'm wearing sweatpants again. When did you put them on? When I went to pee. When did you pee? When you stopped the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Pay attention. I'm not lost. I'm trying to talk to you about this wrestling shit. Talk to me. Well, no, but Jack is just. Like Ward would walk into his shots, and then I and I don't think it was because Ward's bad and just walks into shots. I think it's because Jack does things that make you feel comfortable, and all of a sudden his freaking long, gangly yeah. Larry Bird arms grab <laughs> somebody's leg. Yeah, and, and the thing about Jack too is, um, he's another one of those wrestlers, 
and there's a, I think there's a lot of guys in this weight class that are like this, but we've, we've talked about this in the past. He is so good in all three positions. He's good on his feet. He doesn't get ridden off, and though his only loss this year is an overtime loss to Randy Cruz, in which he got turned in overtime. Yeah, he got turned, lost 2-0. Right. Um, but he's nasty on top. I mean, he's won some matches this year by riding dudes out. Yeah, just rides him. Just ride him out. He's beaten Ward a couple times because of that. Let's talk round of 12 before we read our 1 through 8, because I think it'll be fun to kind of... And this is a weight class where there are some interesting round of 12 matches. Yeah, although, I mean, there's... there's actually, you know, let, let's talk Pletcher first. We haven't even talked Pletcher. Do you want, do you want to do that real quick? Yeah, so, you know, Pletcher can't... You know, he got the 12 seed. Um, you know, I, I like him in that first match against um, Salvatore Profaci or Profaci, whatever yeah, his name Profaci, is. Profaci, from Michigan. Um Profaci's got some nice wins, but I think Pletcher wins. Profaci beat Randy Cruz in the duel. Yes. Yeah. So he's that was, got, that's he's a nice got some win. other nice wins, right. too. But that puts him in a second-round match for the third time against Ashnall. Now, look, Pletcher's improved every time, but yep. Ashnall is Ashnall. I think it's going to be a battle. I, th- I mean, it's it's the tournament. It's it's the big tournament. Yeah. Anything can happen. But I think Ashnall I think Ashnall just got a little bit more of the goods on top. A little more savvy, yeah. too, right like now, Pletcher, at this you know, point. Here's the problem. Pletcher can't take down. You know, so even if you don't, you know, that's a point going away. So even if he, Pletcher doesn't allow Ashnall to take him down, you know, what do you do? Go down and get ridden? We had this conversation at Biggs, and I was like, you got to go neutral. Yeah. And, and the other we thing— We had this exact conversation. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yeah. And the other thing about Pletcher, too, right now that I've noticed in the last couple of weeks is, you know, his takedown defense could use a little work. When guys get to his legs, sometimes I think he bails a little early. Elite guys. Elite, Elite guys. Yeah. Of course, of course. You know, so that doesn't match up very well with Ashnault because Ashnault's probably going to get to your legs, and Ashnault's really good on top, especially when he gets that cross wrist, um, oh, and then he's going he tilts people. I mean, he he tilts people a lot. Yeah. So I've got Pletcher dropping down and wrestling Carton from Iowa. I got him winning that match again, and then I got him wrestling Gaska, and I've got him winning that match as well, which I think will be a tough one. So I've got Pletcher actually making the round of twelve against Ward, um, and I've got Ward winning that match. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, what about you? I've got him making the round of 12 as well. You know, again, like you said, wrestling Carton, dropping down against Topher Carton, winning there. Um, I actually have him wrestling Gulaban next round. I think he reverses that uh, dual loss that he took to Gulaban, okay. uh, wins there, then ultimately losing out to Meredith so you in got the round Gooley, of 12. You got Gooley beating Gaska? I do. Okay. Yeah. And you got him losing to Meredith in the round of 12? I do, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I'd rather, yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but I don't know. Who would you rather wrestle, Ward or Meredith in the round of 12? If you're, an, if you're a Buckeye, you know, right? Which we are. Uh, I would rather wrestle Meredith, to be truthfully Me too. honest. Me um, too. Uh, Ward is a guy that I think that if he, you know, he's beaten Heil before. He's really right? good I think on he's top. the last guy to give Heil a loss. He is. Okay. So, and Ward's pretty good on top, really good on his feet, extremely athletic. Um, so I would rather wrestle Meredith, but I, I just don't have enough confidence to say that Pletcher beats Meredith in the round of 12s. I think we're round of 12. It, I think we're round of 12 at best, but I, I feel solid about him doing it. Sure. Um, but at the same time, we've said it all year. Pletcher's what he's going to have to do to All-American is he's going to have to beat a, a, a stud. Yeah. Well, you know what? If he makes the round of 12, he's going to have the opportunity to do it. Um, and that kind of brings it in. So I'll tell you my round of 12. Um, I got Meredith versus Ashnault with Ashnault winning. Cruz versus Ironman. Same here. Uh, Same with, here. With Ironman winning. Same here. Yeah. So I got Cruz not making the podium, who, who made it last year by beating yep. freaking Micah Jordan in the blood round. Then I got um, Ward over Pletcher, and I've got DiCamillo finally doing it over Prince. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, DiCamillo's the only. DiCamillo's a three time round of twelve. Yep. I, I, I verified it because I keep on saying it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I verified it. I hope you verified it. I'm pretty sure he's a three 
three-time round of 12 guy. Well, he's a three-time non-making it to the podium, but I think he gets on that podium this year. I hope so. Um, I love your round of 12s, man. I've got Ward over Ashnault in the round of 12. I know that's not going to make a lot of people happy, but who cares? This is my brackets. Get over it. Um, I've got Ironman over Cruz as well. Meredith over Pletcher. And then I got my boy DiCamillo finally making the podium over Colton McChrystal. Um, okay, so I got Prince beating McChrystal. That's basically where we're at. Yeah. So just give me your top eight real quick. Yeah, I got Jack uh, Mihoff at one. Oh, sorry. No, it's uh, uh, Kevin Jack. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Heil at number two. Kalazit three. Nalty four. McKenna five. DCAM six. Ward seven. Ironman eight. All right. All right. Um, I got Jack winning this as well over Heil. Um, I've got uh, McKenna over Kalodzic for third and fourth. I like DiCamillo over Ward for fifth and sixth, and then Meredith over Ironman for seventh and eighth. Okay. Man, we both picked against Heil, our Ohio boy. I know. I just I like the way Jack looks. He's been freaking wrestling phenomenal. All right, so I know this next weight class, this next bracket at 149. I know you got a little beef you want to get off your chest about this one, right? Well, yeah. yeah. and I, I A little, little seeding beef? Seed, seed, seeding beef. B-E-E-F. Um, bottom line is I thought Micah Jordan should have been the third seed. And let me tell you why. And I know your boy Mays is on your fantasy team. Mays has two losses on the year, one of them to Kalika, who's a two seed. Okay. But then he also lost to uh, Max Thompson from UNI, who's the seven seed. Mickey Jordan has three losses on the year. Okay, so he's got one more loss. Right. But two of them were to Rutherford. Okay, that's completely excusable. And one of them was to Sorensen, a returning finalist, which he flipped. I don't know why... And I guess the only way I can think of it is is because Mays beat Kalika earlier in the year. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to me why Mays got uh, the three seed and Mike got the four seed. And I wouldn't complain as much except for the fact that it's huge team point implications. There's no way Micah – look, we're, let's look ourselves in the mirror. There's no way Micah Jordan's making the finals. If he was on the other side, we could legitimately say he had a chance. Rutherford's teched us twice yeah. this year. No, I mean – But on the I other don't... side, we, we legitimately I, – I can look anybody in the eye and say Micah Jordan beats Kalika. Or can. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. And look. What's your thought? You make a valid point. And even though I, I, I want to agree with you, I, th- I think the seeding committee got it right. And it has nothing to do with Le'Veon Mays being on my flipping fantasy team. I know. I just it like basically to comes down to this. <laughs> um, he's got one less loss on the year. Okay. Okay. His loss was to Thompson from you and I, sure. who has had a hell of a season, who's the seventh seed. Yeah. Okay. Who he reversed. Who he, who he later beat Thompson, okay? His best win is Anthony Colica, okay? He won the last match against Colica, who's the two seed, number two ranked guy in the country. Uh, Micah Jordan's best win is Brandon Sorensen. Oh, by the way, Colica beat Sorensen, okay? So Mays And has, let me finish. All right, go ahead. And Le'Veon Mays won his conference, yep, the MAC. And by true. the way, the Big Ten conference, 149, it was top-heavy with three really good guys. Yep. Well, the MAC. 149 conference is pretty tough because you've got Le'Veon Mays, you've got Max Thompson, you've got Steve Bleese, just to name a few right there. Uh, Justin Oliver. Justin Oliver. Returning All-American. Right. So, I mean, it's it's just as tough as a bracket. So, I think there has to be some sort of credit for winning your conference, man. And I think that's that's what it is, right? I think you throw out the wins because, okay, his best win was against Kalika. Throw Um, out the losses. Throw out the losses, yeah. So, Mays, Mays lost. Well, I don't think you throw out all the losses. We could argue this forever. We don't got the time to do it. <laughs> I, I see your point. I disagree with your point, but that's fair. Fair enough. So, it just sucks that now we're on the other. And I think we can both agree for that Buckeye sucks fans, it sucks absolutely. Yeah. But I think they got it right to be to be honest. And it also with puts you. freaking Jordan Sorensen in the quarters. It does. It does. 
So well, although you know what, if you're Mays, you got Mays Shisko. Why and we've beaten Shisko? That's what I have, um, and we've beaten Shisko every time. So that's a huge. I think it's a big swing, man. It could be. I get it, dude. I get it. For team implications, it sucks for the Buckeyes, but. I mean, you can't control you can't control the brackets, man. You can't control who you get. You just got to wrestle the matches. Unfortunately, I what do you think coach the seed, now? I do think the <laughs> seating committee got it right. All right, I'm coaching you. I'm coming over about to wrestle your ass. But I <laughs> don't agree. Oliver Lugo, second round. That's gonna be a great match, and I got my boy Lugo with that nasty arm tattoo. You love that, that arm tattoo. I love Lugo. Lugo is like he looks like an Oompa Loompa. Like not I'm like okay, that was mean because I look way worse than he does. He looks like a brick shit house, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. He's like a brick shit house Oompa Loompa. Yeah, he's he's basically, well, I mean, he just reminds me of Thomasello. His <laughs> size wise right, at this weight right. class. When I say Blue Boy, I try to be funny, and that wasn't even funny because Lugo's short, stocky, and a mess. Muscular. It will mess you up. Yeah. Ah, debatable. I'll set it up. Oh, debatable. But anyways, I got Oliver over Lugo. Um, I think they've wrestled, and I think that Oliver beat him in overtime this year. You sure about that? Yeah, you 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 keep check talking. You I want to make 100% sure because I don't want to be saying stuff. Well, since you brought that match up, I like my boy Lugo over Oliver in the second round. But I'll tell you what, there is a first-round match at this weight class that I think is going to be very, very good. And that is the match between Andrew Crone from Wisconsin versus the number 12 seed Sam Spino from North Carolina State. Sorry, Lugo beat Shisco in overtime. Correct. And they seed Shisco. Shis- well, Shisco beat Lugo in overtime, too. They both beat, they both beat each other. Up anyway, um, first round match: Andrew Crone from Wisconsin. Yes, twenty six and eleven for Sam Spino. Twenty two and eight. Sam Spino, the twelve. They wrestled seed, before, and they wrestled before. And who won that match? Crone. Crone. Dude, you and I we're dumb because why we, are we dumb? We both knew that. Yeah, like we should. And that makes us done. I have dumb? a I have a note right here. Wrestled before. Crone won. Me too. Rematch. Crone won. God, I hate so I got Crone winning that match both. too. I got Crone sending Spino down to the concert. So do I. I got Chrome versus Sorensen, second round. Woo! Damn it. I thought I could have sworn that Lugo wrestled uh, Oliver, but I no. guess I'm wrong. Oliver's had a – he's kind of had a rough run to the, to the season lately. What? He's The end of the season. 29 and 7. The dude got Two major. To he got Andrew, major by Andrew Crone. Uh, yeah, but he also has beaten Max Thompson. He got major by duel. Andrew Crone. Crone's legit. <laughs> Didn't we just say Crone was legit? We did. Spino had to get a um, – at large, at man. large, I, I like Crone in that match. Why are we, dude? We're going ball, we're going balls. All right, I'll say it, we're going balls deep on first round matchups. That's how much of a nerd we are at wrestling. That's, I mean, that's really the only first round match that I thought. Poker uh, Lugo, Max Thompson versus Matthew Samato as, as well could be an interesting first round match. Samato's real good. From He's Drexel. pretty good. You know, he beat Sertis last year. Yeah, the, the, look, the kid can wrestle. So. Um, look, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and go through it right now. Um, Give me your quarters. My quarters, I got Rutherford obviously clearing to the quarters. Lugo um, clearing to the quarters. Sorensen making the quarters. Jordan, Mays, Shisco, Thompson, and Colico. We got the same thing. I got Oliver over Lugo, which I think both, you know. Think of, yeah, that's a pick That's a pick To be honest with you. I get your point. Lugo's wrestling pretty damn well. Just beat Sorensen. Exactly. I picked Oliver because he's on my fantasy team. I know you did. <laughs> and I probably pick Lugo because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> well, then there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, um, I, I got Rutherford beating – or, excuse me, I got um, Sorensen beating Jordan. And I know that's not going to make any Buckeye fans happy. I just think Sorensen hasn't taken Micah down this year for some random reason. And it's just a really bad gut feeling, which a lot of times are right. I think Sorensen gets to Micah's legs and takes him down. So you and I kind of had a little bit of a conversation about this already, and I actually got Jordan over Sorensen in the quarters, and, and, and it's it's basically based on this. 
Jordan was able to do something in that last match at Big Tens when he beat Sorensen, and that was get to his legs and take him down. And one of the things I've noticed from Micah Jordan, with the exception of his matches against Zane Rutherford, is that once <laughs> Micah discovers how to be, get past your defense, break through to your defense, and get to your legs, he continues to do it. And I think he continues to build off that match, clears to the semis against Rutherford, where obviously I think Rutherford wins again. You make a great argument, and I tell you what, I'm on that train all day. I'd love it. I just, it's, you know, have you ever had a gut feeling about a match? Absolutely. And I just have that gut feeling about it. Um, I got Mays beating Shisco. Same here. And I, and I don't think it's going to be that close. I mean, Shisco's very formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got um, Kyle over Thompson, and obviously Rutherford over Oliver. So my, my semis are Rutherford Sorensen. Rutherford's going to win the whole damn thing. Um, and I've got Kyle over Mays to, to challenge Rutherford. Okay. And this is the great thing, because you and I are not picking a lot of things the same. Um, I like Why, Mays. you got Sorensen over Rutherford? No, no, no I got Jordan over Sorensen. We just talked about that. Hey, pay attention, man. Keep oh, you, up. Right. Um, I like Mays over Shisco, Colica over Thompson in the in the quarters there. I like actually. I think Mays gets Colica again this time and makes the finals. What was that round? That'll be like episode like forty five between those two, right? And they always go back and forth. Call it a gut feeling, like you said. This is yeah, just one of those sure. gut feelings. I think Mays, you know, the senior Mays. Clears to the finals this year. Obviously, Rutherford is going to win this weight class. Um, my other placers, and I'm just going to go through it real quick. Do it. Um, I like Micah Jordan over Anthony. I'm sorry. I, like, I, I got Kalika over Micah Jordan for third and fourth. Okay. I like Sorensen over Thompson for fifth and sixth. And then Lugo over Shisco for seventh and eighth. We're pretty much the exact Your same. Your boy Oliver ain't getting on the podium. No, we're, we're the exact same except for I have Oliver and Lugo. Um, a little bit different finish. I have Rutherford over Kalika. Sorensen over Jordan again. Um, because I'm not one of those guys that'll pick somebody to win in the championship round and then have them lose to the same person in the console. Like, oh, he's going to win up here, but then he's going to lose. If I'm picking him to win, I'm going to pick him to win every time they wrestle. Well, I might pick him to lose and then win, maybe lose again. I don't know. That's fine. So I've got Sorensen over Jordan. I got our boy Mickey finishing fourth. Uh, I got Mays over Shisco for fifth and sixth, and I got Oliver over Thompson for seventh and eighth. So we're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same guys, just different spots. Um, I, I think if there's one thing that can be said about this weight class that's not debatable, I think Rutherford wins. Yes, and I've got um, Jordan actually beating Lake Gardner in the round of 12, and uh, that was a one-point match earlier this year at the Journeyman. And I've got um, Shisco beating Lugo to All-American. Okay, okay. Um, I'll tell you, one of the guys I got making a little bit of a run, I'll tell you, I got Sam Spino going, well, basically losing in the second round of the consoles, man. I think Davion Jeffries gets him. And I, you know what? In filling out my brackets, I found myself actually picking a lot of Oklahoma guys in particular spots. Not obviously not a lot of Oklahoma guys, all American, but um, I like what Roselli's doing down there. You must have Davian Jeffries winning first round, right? Because um, I don't think I do. No, I don't. Um, I guess. Spino, no, I do. I do. Yeah, I, I got do. Spino losing to Belize uh, in the round of sixteen, like wrestlebacks. Okay. And then Belize losing to Oliver. I got you. Um, I, I ultimately have Shisco beating Oliver in the round of 12. So, oh, I, um, I have Jeffries losing to Thompson. The funny thing is, is I've got Crone from Wisconsin. There's just something about this Andrew Crone dude. I got him making the blood round, man, and then ultimately really? falling to Thompson. Who do you have him beating? I got Crone losing to Jeffries in the second round of Concies, or when he drops down. Um, I actually have him uh, over Hammond when he drops down in the Concies, and then over Bannister, and then losing to Thompson. Okay. So... Yeah. 
looking forward to this weight class. I like your point about Micah Jordan and the seed. Unfortunately, I'm going to disagree with you, um, but I do think Jordan has solved the pro- the puzzle of Brandon Sorensen and gets him again. All right, let's move on to 157. Nolf wins. Move on. A bracket that was redrawn, and I don't have the <laughs> – I didn't print out the, the redrawn one, so I don't have – this is the only one I don't have filled out. I think you do. Uh, but, yes, Nolf wins. <laughs> Nolf does win. Um, a couple of points about this bracket. It was redrawn uh, due to the injury uh, to Brian Murphy from Michigan. Um, that sucks. It does suck. It does I suck. I heard it was a knee. And plus he was having – he had a great Big Ten. Beat Berger. He beat Berger. Had a you know, great Big Ten. I think he was really starting to peak at the right time. What that does is this sets up an interesting situation. You now have Bryant Clagon, a former All-American, as, when he All-American as a freshman. People know him a lot by BJ, yeah. Right, so BJ Clagon, whatever you want to call him, he's now in a first in a pigtail, uh, championship pigtail against Colt Shorts from Cal Poly. Colt Shorts is pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's got some wins. But I like Clagon to win that, which sets up a first-round match between Jake Short and Clagon. I think that's going to be a hell of a first-round match. Especially for an eighth seed, Jake Short. Hey, you get the eighth seed, congratulations, you're going to have a uh, return All-American first round. A guy, Clagon is not a guy who has a dominating regular season, but he's dangerous. And he's he knows how five losses. Right. Um, and I actually like Claygon over Short in that first round match. Okay, I, I can get down with that. The other first interesting first round match, in my opinion, at this weight class is going to be Andrew Atkinson from Virginia against Colin Heffernan from Central Michigan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know we pick differently on this one. I'm pretty sure you got Heffernan, but I, I actually, didn't. I didn't fill out the bracket. Oh, I, I filled out the bracket, the old bracket. Oh, I, that's right. You were saying that you liked that matchup now for Heffernan. I, I do like it for Heffernan. Atkinson's been. Uh, um, you know, uh, a, a top 20 guy all year, or almost all year. Uh, Heffernan, man, he almost beat freaking LaValle. He's been wrestling well. Heffernan has a knack to keep it close with a lot of guys, and he can come out on top on sometimes, and other times he doesn't. One of the things that I think kind of drives me nuts about him is he doesn't have a lot of offense, and he doesn't do a whole lot the majority of the match. Yeah, um, he holds positions. He holds positions. He gets hit for stalling quite a bit. Um, but I like Atkinson over Heffernan. We know who's like that, the, the Stalling brothers. Who are those? Remember the, the Greg Warren skit they did on oh, Flow? So anyway. Um, <laughs> that was dumb. One of the greatest the matches. Wasn't. My, that, my comment was. <laughs> one of the greatest matches that can come from this bracket is a potential quarter-round match um, quarters between Michael Kimmer and Dylan Palacio. Oh, that they're a quarter? That's a quarter. Oh, Palacio my is the seven seed. Kimmer is obviously the two seed. Um, I like Palacio to clear to the quarters as well as Kimmer. And I'm actually going to go against popular opinion, and I'm taking Palacio over Kimmer in that match. Wow. If Palacio had wrestled, well, if he Palacio had wrestled full season, he wouldn't be the seven seed probably. Um, he's dangerous for anybody. The thing is, I don't know about his health. I'm going to take Kimmer just because it's the safe pick, but I, I, I can't wait to watch that match if, they, if it happens. I actually have Palacio clearing to the finals and wrestling Nolf in what should be a very exciting match. Who would Palacio wrestle in the semis? Yeah, I went back and forth on this one. Ultimately, I've got Joey Lavalle from the three seed from Missouri clearing to the semis in that bracket. But I went back and forth. Lavalle's a stud. Lavalle is a stud. But I went back and forth, honestly, um, and call it one of those gut feelings. But with his, I got a quarter you round like match Clarine, between huh? Parsons, Russ Parsons from Army. Really? Yeah, and Lavalle. Okay. Um, Russ Parsons is real good. He's really good. I think he's a former Blair Academy guy. Um, he's quietly had a pretty solid season. 
Um, you got him beating Reem in the second round. I do. I and do. Reem's had a great season Reem's too. Reem's had a really good season. That's, that's a nice little. That's a nice little quarter mm-hmm. right there of bracket. So ultimately, I erred on the side of caution. I picked Lavalley to clear to the semis. Um, I like Palacio over Lavalley. Ultimately, he's going to wrestle Nolf, and I think is going to be a matchup that everybody is wanting to see. I mean, just the styles of those two guys makes it for a great match. That's um, going to be wild. Talk about that quarter real quick, just because I noticed it. You've got Lavalley, Sal Mastriani, who, you know, has had some wins, even, even besides Devin Carter, mm-hmm. Reem, and Russell Parsons. Uh, that's a nice little, you know, uh, piece of the racket right there. Absolutely. You know, and obviously the story, you know, we know Nolf's going to win. At least we, we're pretty sure Nolf's going to win. But, you know, there's, there's little stories within this bracket. I like that. Um, on the top half of the bracket, you know, I, I like, obviously, four-seed Tyler Berger to clear to the quarters. Um, I like Joe Smith from Oklahoma State, the five-seed to clear to the quarters. Um, I'm actually going on a limb here. Um, I'm picking Joe Smith to win that match to clear to the semis. I had that in my old bracket. I had Smith beating Berger. Okay. Because um, they were still the same seed. Right. Absolutely. Um, up top, it gets a little interesting. Uh, obviously, Nolf. Nolf's the man, but it's that little bitty spot in between there that includes Jake Short, Claygon, and Josh Shields. And I think right now, Josh Shields is wrestling really well from Arizona State, the freshman. Yeah, I, think I got Shields over Short there. Former Franklin Regional um, wrestler. Um, I like Shields over Claygon, ultimately losing to Nolf. Nolf clears to the semis, Nolf over Joe Smith in the semis to make the finals, and then I've got Nolf over Palacio in the finals. You know, Shields lost a short earlier this year in overtime. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, okay, because that, that part of the bracket That's a changed. freshman Shields earlier in the season. I think that might have been at Cliff Keen, right? Uh, yeah, that makes sense, because that was when Short kind of made the finals at Cliff Keen. Right. Um, Shields has improved a lot this year, and other than a couple of bumps on the road at the end of the season, I think he lost to uh, Langendurfer. Um, and he might have actually lost a match to Clay Ream from North Dakota State Shields, towards the end. Shields yeah. lost to Colin Heffernan, too. That was earlier in the season, correct? That was middle, middle, middle season. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, actually, it was at Cliff Keen. Mm. It was. No, I don't think so, bro. Check again, bro. Okay. Well, either way, he <laughs> lost to him. <laughs> um, so the way my bracket works out on this, and it, it, the match that just... The the Kimmer and Palacio match is going to determine a lot here, but I like Nolf one, Palacio two, um, Kimmer over Lavalley for third and fourth, and then I've got Shields over Joe Smith for fifth and sixth, and then Berger over Claygon for seventh and eighth. What's your uh, round of twelve look like there? Short uh, Berger over Short, um, Josh Shields over Clay Ream, Michael Kimmer over Clark Glass, and then. I went back and forth on this one again. There's just something about this Parsons kid that that intrigues me, but ultimately I picked Claygon over Parsons. So you went okay, all right. So I don't have what? Oh no, I was looking at a totally different bracket, different <laughs> weight class. Get on the same page with me, bro. <laughs> well, like I said, I didn't fill out that bracket. What do you think? I mean, just Nolf dominates everybody. All right, he, he basically dominates everybody. No, he. It's not a basically. He he dominates. He does. Everybody. But what do you think about the style matchup between uh, Nolf and Palacio? And I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, I know Nolf is going to win the match. I think it puts Palacio in a really bad position because Palacio is going to do something stupid, and Nolf's going to, and he's going to wind up on his back. Bro. But they both do crazy stuff. Is there Nolf's a possibility? Sound. Is there a possibility that Palacio could catch Nolf on his back? Yeah, but I don't think it's. A po- I think it may be in that Peterson, but not a pinning combination. Like, gotcha. You know, I, 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 Nolf is going to score enough points to win. 
I got you. All right, man. Did you want me to go the other way? Did you want me to say that there was a possibility? No, I just what wanted you, you to say a little more. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting match. I think it's gonna be funky. I don't know. I didn't watch that match, Brandon. Sorry. Watch what match? Just pulling a, a, an impression. Never mind. <laughs> Move on. No comment. We're moving on. We're moving on. All right, man. 165 pounds. Uh, what a bracket this is. It's got some pretty uh, first-round matches, to, uh, to be honest with you. You're going to be surprised about my All-Americans here, bro. I might be surprised. The most interesting first-round match to me, though, is a rematch between Vincenzo Joseph and Keaton Subject. That's Subject. Cute match. Cute match. Oh, it, it is cute. It's, I mean, a, it's adorable. Saying? It's adorable. Because no, because there's a big storyline about it. People are going to pump that up. And I don't know if I just Vincenzo's going to go out there and just murder him. He is. But subject did give Joseph one of his uh, one of his four losses earlier. First in the season. loss of the year. Yeah. I mean, put him on his back. Early. Didn't he put him on his back, bro? Oh, yeah. It wind up on your back. It was eighteen to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some people throwing. That was. I think that was when Joseph was like, "Look, I'm this upper body dude, and I'm just going to start chucking people." And then now he's like, "I'm I'm not going to do that anymore." Eh, he still tries. He's pretty darn good. You know who I like, and this is this is getting a little message board uh, discussion. Chad Walsh, Johnny Sebastian, both Jersey boys. Yep. And in high school, Sebastian was the darling, and Walsh was just kind of very good wrestler. But you know, Sebastian number one recruit at one eighty two coming out in the country. Yep. Um, Walsh certainly wasn't wasn't that uh, heralded, and now I got Walsh, and it's not even a question. Same here. I, it's just it, it's odd to me, right? It, it's yeah, it's ironic, you know how things work out. You know, uh, the big dogs coming out of high school, they get to college. It's a different story, man. Yeah, you, you were know? that big dog, weren't you? No, I, I barely made it out of high school. Are you kidding me? You were that big dog. Shut up. You were the big dog. You were. You got kicked in the head like six times by Efren Ceballos dude, at the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'm gonna find that dude and kick him in the head. <laughs> like just freaking straight karate, kick him in the head, and he's gonna not even remember me. <laughs> so I any- got. Man, I've got so many stories in that NCAA tournament, man. I, we'll save them for off the pod. I'm pretty sure some of them have to do at, with after the wrestling with some wrestlers' moms, right? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. Not I, even go there. There was no moms that were involved in any of the thing of mine, but we just saw some wrestlers' moms getting down on the dance floor. Yeah, I know you I'm did. not going to bring up who it was. I know exactly who it we're was. We're hoping to have them on the podcast at some point in time. <laughs> Shut up. All right, man. 165, dude. Look, I'm ours the man, all right? Imar is pretty good. Is the man, and you brought up a point last week about not getting the respect that he deserves for what he's done. Yeah, and I think we are witnessing something extremely great here. Um, He again, one loss away from one of the best guys in college wrestling to being on that path of Kale. Um, I, I have. I was able to fill out my bracket and pencil him in as a champion and without any doubt. Yeah, me too. Me, me too. And I know you picked Massa earlier in the year. Um, but, you know, the very seen, first yeah, one. Yeah, sure. And now you've seen the match you know, a couple of times. You're right. And the reason why I say he doesn't get the respect is because people don't talk about him as much as they probably should because it's almost – you know, when you're the top dog and you're that unbeatable, you almost want to see other people knock you down. They're like the fans. you know, They root for it. Just like when Spencer Lee lost in the finals. If you listen to it, people were going nuts. About it, I don't know if we talked about Spencer Lee losing in the finals to a no, of the didn't. PA State tournament, but anyways, you get what I'm saying, right? Right. You know, I think it might be different though. A lot of the guys that get a lot of the hype are guys that wrestle for really good teams right now. And I think if Imar was on a different team, if he was on a an Ohio State, an Iowa, <laughs> I, State, I wish. Can we? <laughs> I wish he was on Ohio State, but maybe that has a little bit to do with it, or maybe it's just become we've just we just expect it. We're used to seeing it. Yeah, I tell you what, he had an awesome Big Ten. He put uh, 
who was it? Was it Joseph or yeah, or was Joseph Massa. Massa on his back, just like in the finals? It was just like a. I mean, it was just an underhook bull over. It wasn't even like a cow catcher. No, Massa's a bully on the mat in a good way, not a bully. One of those dicks that you mean Martin or Martinez? You said yeah. Martin. I'm sorry, Martinez. Yeah, okay. Imar Massa kind of yeah. is too, which is good. Yeah. Imar is a bully on the mat. He's kind of got that mentality that like, look, bro, this is my mat. I'm gonna own this mat, and I'm gonna own you on this mat, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Um, so yeah. Anyway, talk to me. What do you got? Um, so I've got uh, you know, my quarters is Martinez versus Rogers. So I got Rogers beating Cottrell. Um, I actually got Walsh um, uh, over Walsh over Jordan in the quarters. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. I, I'm just not. Jordan has not shown me a lot of offense this year. Um, I've got Joseph over Lewis. Um, and I've got Lewis beating. How do you say that? Steer. Right. Who they split this year. So okay. Lewis and Stewart have actually split this year. Okay. I've got Lewis winning this one and then losing to Joseph. I think Joseph just I got ultimately I got Joseph taking third. I think he's a stud. And I've got um Tashawn Campbell beating Valencia in the second round and um then losing to Massa in the quarters. So my, my my semis are Martinez over Walsh, um, Massa over Joseph. Um and my, my top eight are Martinez, Massa, Joseph, um, Lewis, who beats Cottrell uh in the round of twelve. I've got Walsh. Um, then I've got Jordan, and then I've got Campbell, actually, Sean Campbell from Pittsburgh, beating Matthews from Edinburgh in the round of 12 in All-American and taking seventh. And I got that, uh, that Steer character beating Rodgers, actually, from Oklahoma State in the round of 12, and then ends up taking eighth. Wow. Uh, you... <laughs> I, I went a little for, odd. For you one. and I, like spending so much time together talking wrestling, we really go different ways in our brackets, and I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, look, my quarters are a little bit different than yours. Obviously, I, I got Imar um, over Cottrell in okay. the quarters. I see Cottrell actually winning that match over Rogers. Cottrell's from a stud. Oklahoma State. Um, I actually, I, I got Walsh and Jordan, Isaac Jordan in the quarters. Um, I like Jordan to win that match, and here's the reason why. You know, Mike has got four losses on the year. I think what— Isaac. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, huh? You said Micah. Oh, yeah. Isaac has got four losses on the year. Three of them are to Logan Massa. One of them's to Vincenzo Joseph. But Joe, Isaac's about as consistent as they come, especially at the national tournament. I mean, he gets the job done. He, he's been there before. He knows how to perform. I mean, he was a 7-7-2. That's what he's done, yeah. Sure. I like him over Walsh there. Um, I actually got Lewis over Joseph in the bottom half quarters. Um, I like Daniel Lewis a lot, and I don't think he's gotten the credit that he actually deserves this year. Um, he's, had a, he's had a quieter season, six losses, I think. Um, and then I've got Matt. No, excuse me, only three losses. I'm three, sorry. Yeah, only three losses. Yeah. Um, and then I like Massa over Anthony Valencia in the other quarter. Um, and then ultimately, Imar over Isaac. Imar makes the finals. I like Massa over Daniel Lewis. We're going to have another rematch. I think it'll be the third time they've wrestled this year. I, uh, Martinez versus Massa, and I like Martinez to yeah. come out on top. I think top. that'll still be a great match. Of course. Yeah, I think it'll be a great match. And then my top eight is going to be, you know, I've got, again, Martinez one, Massa two. I like Isaac Jordan over Daniel Lewis for third and fourth. Chad Walsh over Anthony Valencia for fifth and sixth. Um, and then Vincenzo Joseph over Cottrell for seventh and eighth. So you got Cottrell, okay, you know, I got Cottrell losing a little. All right. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. One of the key matches to me, though, especially the other key first-round match to me is, I don't know how to say his first name, so I'm not going to say it, but it's Mejias from Oklahoma yes. and Tayshon Campbell from Pitt. God, he's 10-7, and seven, though. Mejias is 10-7. and seven. He's had an interesting season. I think, he, I think he got pulled into this weight class late when Clark Glass made the drop to he 157. Did. Exactly right. Mejias is a former, I think, Juco national champ. 
Um, I didn't know that. And I actually like him over Tayshawn Campbell in that first-round match. And I actually have Mejias making a little run and ultimately losing to Chad Walsh in the round of 12. Oh, wow. And You have him making a real run. I, I, I did, and I was just like... What did I just do here? Did that really just is, yeah. is that really how my bracket played out? That happened out? by yeah. accident. Yeah. So so about our Ohio State boy, um, he so he ends up drawing Anthony Valencia first round. Mm-hmm. Lost to him twice this year, five to three, four to three. Close matches. Close matches. But I, I don't see him. I don't see him um, beating Valencia. I do see him dropping down. Um, you then, got him beating Mejias. Yeah, I got him beating Mejias. Actually, yeah. I, got, I got him beating Mejias, um, and then losing eventually um, to Cottrell. Cottrell. Interesting. Um, I've obviously, you know, I see Bircher losing that first round match with Anthony Valencia. Um, I think Valencia, Anthony Valencia, has gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. I think they've kind of tightened him up a little bit in some areas. Um, his offense has gotten a little bit better. Um, but I actually got Bircher going zero and two. I've got him losing to Valencia and then ob- and then dropping down to the court, uh, con season and then losing to Tayshawn Campbell in that first round of the con season, losing to him as well. Well, I can see it. Um, I-, I hope it doesn't work out that way. But you know what? In the beginning of the season, there wasn't it, it wasn't even a guarantee that we would see him at this tournament. Sure. And I'm glad he's there. And I think he deserves to be there. All right, dude, man. This next weight class is flipping fire, in oh, my dude, opinion. It's insane. It is another one of those weight classes where I just want to put him in a cage, WWE ring, let him go Royal Rumble style, and last man standing gets the belt. It's my favorite weight. Is it really? It is. Besides, obviously, I love 25 and 33 because I'm a light guy. Well, I was a light guy. You ain't a light guy. I, I was a light guy. Now I'm more like 174. What do you like? If I'm cutting a little bit. Hey, we're not going to comment. You're like 5'5", 195. Wait, I ain't 195. What are you? We're not commenting. <laughs> let's, let's just say that I'd be wrestling in this weight class, I'm pretty sure. After cutting about 10 pounds? After cutting, maybe. Maybe not eating dinner. <laughs> um, God dang it, Brandon. You don't got to make fun of me. I'm a little chubby. I love you. All right. All right. So, yeah, I can't agree with you more. This weight class is is going to be a treat. What would you call it? A delight. A baby. delight. Dude. Um, there's going to be some insane matches in this weight class. I'm super excited for this one. First round, there's insane matches, in my opinion. Talk to me about them. Well, I like uh, Berenstein versus Kent. Uh, Kent just beat Berenstein in the EIWA finals yeah. by one. Bernstein, I think, was a round of 16 guy last year. He was either 16 or 12 um, guy last year. I'm positive that I can say one of those two. Um, did you think it was 12? No, no. I was just, no. Great point there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean. What about Kent? Returning All-American. Kent is the 12th seed this year. Last year, he came into this tournament unseeded, drew Epperly first round, knocked Epperly off first round. That's crazy. Kent went on to take fourth. Epperly battled all the way back to beat Kent for third and third. fourth. I'll never pick that. I'll never pick a guy to lose and win. <laughs> I'll never do it. But it happens. But it does happen. You know, so now Kent's had, you know, I think Kent's had a decent season this year. He's definitely sure. taken some bad losses. When I, I don't mean by bad losses, by. He's gotten whooped by. He's gotten good whooped people. by some good dudes. Yeah, like bad by Mark Hall and et cetera. Right? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, um, he's still, I mean, he's still 22 and six. I mean, it's not like he's a slouch. Sure, sure. He's beaten Berenstein before, and I've got him to do it again here. An interesting first round match to me, though, is a rematch between Jordan Pagano from Rutgers and six seed Ryan Priest oh, from yeah. Lehigh. Huge. This is a rematch. Uh, Pagano, they wrestled a few weeks ago. Pagano actually beat him. Um, uh, if you watch the match, Pagano ended up putting uh, Preach on his back. I think it was for six points, and it just created too big of a hole for yeah. Preach to come back from. Well, they get a chance to wrestle again. Obviously, in my opinion, I think Preach says, look, bro. That's what I got. You got me last time. I got you this time. Preach just needs to wrestle a little 
less loose. Like, he's just a loosey-goosey wrestler, and that's what makes him great. But at the same time, that's what puts him in bad positions, like getting defensive fault against Epperly, you know, when he's tied up with them. Um, it's it's Okay, it's interesting you say that. Tough because balance. I think at one point in time, you told me that you thought Preach was one of the most technical wrestlers in this weight class. No, he is very technical. But the problem is he, he I think, gets a little lackadaisical. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You, you, can, you can be great technique-wise. I got gotcha. you. get a little lackadaisical. I got gotcha. And I think that's what happens. Um, so, where do you want to start, man? We want to talk about, let's, I think second round is a great place to start, in my opinion. Yeah, there's some great second round matches, and I think you start at the, uh, at the potential second round match between the eight and nine seed, Ethan Ramos and Miles Amin. Um, Ramos has been on the podium before. Amin, I believe, is a freshman, right? Yeah. He's a freshman. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere this just year. Just came out of nowhere. Wrestling fantastic. Took third in the Big Tens. Um, third in the Big Tens. Tech falling Brunson for third and fourth. Who he lost to before earlier right. in the year. Um, I think that's going to be a great match. Who you got? Call it gut. I like Amin in that match over Ramos. Oh, I'm taking Ramos. Ooh, are you? Yeah, I'm taking Ramos. Why? Baby. Um, I looked it up, and I think that, the, like I said, I did a lot of um, technical study on this about who beat who. And for some reason, there was I can't tell you why, there was a win for Ramos or a loss by Amin that made me want to pick Ramos there. Okay, fair enough. Um, then you got um, Freshman Phenom Kent. versus a returning All-American Kent, who's why, who I, I have Kent clearing it. No, you don't. I, no, I have Kent clearing against Bernstein. Oh, of course, yeah. First yeah. round, yeah. Yeah, but then I have Hall winning that match. Yeah, I think they've already wrestled this year. You said that earlier, and Hall beat him up pretty good. Yeah. Um, which sets up t- another interesting second-round match is a rematch between Taylor Lujan from uh, Northern Iowa um, versus Zach Epperly. It was a 9-7 to seven wild one. It was a wild one. 9-7 to seven match. Epperly came out on top. That was kind of Lujan's like, welcome, to the big, welcome to the party type because he didn't win, but nobody really knew much about him. But then Flo posted the match saying, look at this wild match, and Lujan was hitting boot scoots, yeah. you know, hitting some funky stuff. And he's a Georgia boy, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, I think he came out of compound, or, you know, at least had some, he's got, I know that... Um, isn't Roper coaching up at UNI? Roper's coaching at UNI, and Fretwell tweets about Lujan a lot, so I'm right. pretty sure, you know, he's, they've got some ties down there, obviously. Um, you know... But I do like Epperly. I've got Epperly to win that one again. I think that actually Epperly's only been wrestling better and Lujan's taken some some losses to maybe a Weatherspoon and somebody like that. Um, no offense to Lujan, but I got Epperly winning that one. Uh, the other interesting second round match I have is Alex Meyer and Ryan Preish. Alex Meyer is a returning All American. Preish obviously is not. Um, you know, I I don't like Alex Meyer's style of wrestling. I don't. Uh, I respect what he's been able to do. Um, I don't like his style of wrestling. It's rather. Um, I don't find it very exciting. Sure. I've said it before. Um, I like Preach in that match. Yeah, I'm taking Preach too. Um, Myers definitely got some decent wins this year. You, you know, you skipped, I mean, he beat Mark Hall. You skipped over Jordan versus uh, Weatherspoon, and that's uh, two returning All-Americans. I mean, Weatherspoon All-American last year, I'm going to give him his due. I think Jordan wins that. Um, uh, Bo Jordan wins that match, but anytime you've got All-Americans wrestling in the second round, it's you know it's a legit bracket. Yeah, I mean, look, Spoon did All American last year, but he All American in a busted bracket. Let's not, let's not. He's beating some good the guys truth. this year. He, that bracket last year at 174 was busted from the beginning when Spoon beat Real Buto in the first round. Remember but he's that? Got, he's beating some guy. No, he's beating. He's beating Luhan. So you're telling me Spoon beats Jordan? No, I said Jordan's going to win, but I just I, <laughs> I don't want to just skip over it. Um, and then you got Crutchmer. Crutchmer and Brunson. I think yeah, I got Crutchmer Brunson. Who do you got over that in that match? Because I, I had to ponder on that one. I did too, and uh, I got Crutchmer. Crusher's got some nice wins this Same year as well. Here. 
I don't know what it is. I, I, I'd like to see Brunson win that match, but I don't think he does. I think Crutcher actually comes out on top. For team race, I'd love to see Brunson win. Um, mm-hmm. I think I don't think Brunson's wrestling his best right now. Um, and maybe maybe it's just because I saw him get teched by Amin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Crutchmer's doing is wrestling pretty well right now, so I'm going to go with him. So this sets up some very, very interesting quarterfinals matches, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go on record right now saying I think Zahid Valencia is the man at this weight class. He's had one of the most impressive and dominating uh, seasons um, comparable to a lot, of, a lot of the other guys at other weight classes this season. Um, so I like him clearing that quarters with Amin. Ultimately, I do have Valencia winning this weight class. One of the most intriguing quarterfinal matches to me, though, is going to be Zach Hall versus Zach Epperly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mark Hall versus Mark Zach Hall Epperly. Versus Zach Epperly. Yeah, I've got Hall clear in that one as well. But Epperly, you know, I think he's only lost once this year to Relbudo, right? I believe so. And Hall, and you know, Hall is just he. You know, he is. He's taken his lumps as a freshman more than. I thought he was going to. Sure. And I think I went on record as saying this. I thought he'd be better. And when I, when I said that, I meant, like, I thought when he comes out, he's winning four. It's not a question. You know, the question is, can he do a kale? Um, and, and, and that's not what's happening. Um, I have Hall win in that match. I do, too. And I went back and forth on it for a while. The thing about Mark Hall is he's, he, he's the five seed. He's got three losses on the season. Look, he took an early season loss in an open tournament while he was still in red shirt to uh, Christian Brucky from Central Michigan, who happens to be the 16th seed in this bracket. Not a slouch. Brucky's actually sl- had some decent good. wins this year. Okay, and I think Hall got he got a little bullied in that match, a little big-brothered um, in that match. His other loss was Alex Meyer, his first match coming out of red shirt, you know, on the road, Carver-Hawkeye Arena, big duel. Look, I'll give him a pass for losing that match. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's, it's, quite a, it's quite an atmosphere to wrestle in for a freshman. Then his other loss is an overtime loss in the Big Ten Finals to Bo Jordan. You know, and okay. you, can, you can make excuses for Hall all you want. Um, the bottom line is, I think that he's a great wrestler. He's taken his lumps, and I think he's going to shine. I think he's going to beat Epperly. Um, you know, one thing that you skipped, Same here. Yeah, one thing that you skipped over, because you have a mean. I have Ramos beating a mean, mm-hmm. and then he's going to match up with Valencia. They've had two tight matches. They have. Two one-pointers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 11-10 and maybe 3-2. It was either 3-1 or 3-2. Uh mm-hmm. So Valencia is going to be tested early. I do have him winning the bracket as well, but he's going to be tested early. What makes you think? Because I picked Hall over Epperly as well. Epperly's solid. You know, Epperly is the guy that last year lost first round and then just came back and won what seven straight matches to take third. Yes. Um, two-time two-time All American. Um, he's a big guy in this weight class. Epperly's placed twice. Yeah, he took seventh the year before. Wow. Um, what, in your opinion? makes Hall the winner in that match. Well, Hall's the most dangerous person in the weight on his feet besides Valencia. And, and honestly, if you see those two wrestle, they might be pretty damn close on their feet-wise. Um, I just I, I think Hall, and maybe it's just a little lore, you know? Maybe it's a little lore action of, you know, Hall is just so good. But I, he got in on Bo Jordan, who's hard to get in on um, a couple times. Luckily, Bo right. had the ability to scramble to get out of it, which Epperly does too. Call it a gut feeling. Call it that I think Hall just has a little bit more on his feet. But I think that those combinations are going to put Hall versus Valencia, which is going to be a wild match. Okay. Um, and you know what? The same point can be said with Miles Amin as well because Valencia wrestled Amin earlier in the season, and Valencia won 4-3. to three. That was at the uh, Cliff Keen invite. Yeah, those are going to be 
Valencia's going to be tested. He's going to be tested. And he's going to be tested early. And I think I said something. I think I tweeted something out that this week that said, hey, Zahid, congrats on your number one seed. Um, you get Epperly, Mark Hall, Miles Amin, Ethan Ramos. I mean, yeah. y- y- you're going to earn your path to the finals. Yeah, I mean, his second round match was against Brucky, who's already beaten Hall. Now, I, I, I think he dispenses of him pretty quickly, but same point. It's, it's not, an easy, not an easy road. So who do you got clearing to the semis in this bracket, man? I'm interested to hear this. I got Valencia, Hall, and then I got Jordan beating Preach, which I'm excited to watch that match. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan is a little too technically sound for Preach. I know Preach is very technically savvy, but when I'm, I guess what I mean technically sound is I think that Jordan's very hard to take down, and he's actually harder to take down than I thought because Mark Hall got in on him a couple of times. I know he took him down, but Jordan that was also— questionable. Yeah, Jordan also, that one time, Hall was in so deep, and Jordan was able to get his hips out and scramble. Um— I just think Jordan is just a better wrestler than Preach. Uh, no offense to Preach, obviously. I've got him all American, and I've got Robuto over Crutchmer. Um, okay. So those are my, those are my semis, and then I got Jordan uh, making the finals over Robuto, which is a rematch. Um, uh, that Jordan uh, Robuto beat Jordan earlier this year, uh, three to one, and I think that it was when Jordan had just come back, and I think Jordan now is going to have enough offense to be able to take Robuto down. Well, I mean. It wasn't when Jordan had just come back. I know, I know Jordan had missed some time. Jordan's miss had been in and out of the lineup the majority of the season, but it was the final duel of the season in the NWCA duels. Um, but I don't think he'd wrestled like before that for a little while. And maybe that's true. Um, my semis are the same as you, man. I, I like Valencia. I got Hall making the semis. Uh, Valencia over Hall, obviously. Look, this Jordan-Real-Buto match really intrigues me. Um, in one of our earlier podcast episodes, I said that I thought my finals match in this weight class was going to be Valencia and Robuto. And mm-hmm. I went back and forth on this Jordan Robuto match. In fact, I first the first thing I did, I penciled in Robuto, okay? But then I got oh, to you're thinking, using a pencil, huh? Well, I, I used a pen and I had to make some <laughs> some chicken scratches. Um and if it hadn't have been for Jordan's performance at the Big Tens, specifically starting in his match versus Miles Amin when he finally figured out his offense. Oh, yeah. And scored a lot of points against Amin and then was able to do what he did against Mark Hall. If that had not have happened, I would be picking Real Butte to make the finals. But something clicked with Jordan with his offense, and it worked. And I like him to be able to get to Real Butte's legs this time, which is something he couldn't do in the duel. Yep. And when Jordan, when Bo Jordan gets to your legs, He's got a great single, a great head inside single, and he knows how to finish he it. He finishes it on a lot of people. Right. The best in the country. Exactly. And I, I, I think he gets it done this time. Um, and so I like Valencia versus Jordan in the finals, man. I do too. Um, I, like I said, I, and we, 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 I think our reasoning is exact same. I think that Jordan gets the Robito's legs this time. Um, Valencia is just so – he's the best, best person offensively almost – he might be one of the best people. He might be one of the best takedown artists in the country. I, I, it's hard for me to figure out a different one. He and not only that, but I think his his top game is so underappreciated. I mean, he's actually got a really good top game. Yeah, and I, I don't appreciate it. So you're right; it's underappreciated. Like I mean, like I didn't realize that it was that good. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good on top. He's turned guys. Um, oh, remember that thing they the flow put out where he took the dude down and just turned him, bullied him over with that half. Yeah. Oh. So and also. Valencia's had a lot of tough matches this year, and for a freshman, I mean, he's gone through them all. He's as battle-tested as you could be. He's 33-0. and He's looked dominant in a lot of matches. Yeah, Valencia wins this weight class. Can Jordan win it? 
For Jordan to win it, he's going to have to take Valencia down, and I'm not sure he can do that because Zahid has got some pretty good takedown defense. Sure. And on top of that, I'm not sure Valencia Zahid can be ridden. We saw Jordan actually put a ride on some people this weekend. We did this past weekend, which is which is a nice little change because that's where he used to be. The, the that used to be where he could kind of keep matches closer with guys that are better on their feet. Absolutely, um, but I think Valencia is a little better than the guys he saw this weekend. Um, I do think yeah, the he's Valencia, a little bit better than him. I sure. do think the Valencia versus Mark Hall match um, is going to be a fantastic match should it come to fruition. And honestly, I. I I know you may disagree with me on this. If if Mark Hall was on the bottom half of the bracket, I think that would be your finals match. Yeah, well, I would disagree with you because we've just seen Bo Jordan beat him, and I think Bo Jordan would only get better. I think he's only getting better now that he's actually able to train. I, I, I like it. As a Buckeye fan, I love it. Um, but just that's just my thoughts on that. So okay. get, go ahead and give me your top eight, bro. I'm going to give you my round of 12 real quick, if you don't mind. I do mind. Um, because, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because I've got Epperly beating Brunson, and Brunson being a guy that has always been ranked really high. And never all Americans, and that's sad to me. But that's that's what I have. I got it too, man. Um, I've got Ramos beating Spoon, Weatherspoon. Got Crushmer beating Kent, and I've got Preach beating Amin. And then my top eight is Valencia, Jordan, Robuto, Hall, Epperly, Preach, Crushmer, Ramos. Okay, um, yours and mine again. We got some differences here, and I love it. Um, I do have the same thing, and it is sad. I got Epperly dropping down to Russell Brunson in the round of twelves. Um, I, I think Epperly wins that match. I don't even think it's close, to be truthfully honest. Uh, well, it may be close because it's the blood round. Yeah, um, anything can happen. But it is sad because, you know, Brunson's going to maybe, you know, uh, like you said, he's never been on the podium, um, and he's a really good wrestler. Um, and another one, I actually got Amin over Alex Meyer uh, in the blood round. Okay. Um, I've got Lujan. I actually like Lujan. I've been high on Lujan this year, but I have Lujan keeping Crutchmer from making the podium, which is going to be big for team race implications. So you got Lujan beating Kent, um, and then beating I do. Crutchmer. Yeah. I do, and, and that, I have Kent beating Lujan. Okay, I think that, Kent beat Lujan earlier this year. That's the reason why I picked it. Fair enough. Um, I like Preach over Ramos as well, um, and then my top eight: Valencia number one, um, our boy Bojo getting the number two spot. I like Mark Hall over Real Buto for third and fourth. Epperly over Preach for fifth and sixth. And then I see uh, Miles Amin coming out on top over Taylor Lujan for seventh and eighth. So we're, we're not as far off as you think. I think we're pretty darn close, actually. Um, again, next weight class, 184 pounds, man. It's another one where It's I almost sh- like this is the NCAA tournament or something. Yeah, yeah it's weird how this works out. There's a lot of good guys at this, in these yeah. brackets. Um, this one... Dude, anything can happen in this weight class, with the exception of, I think Gabe Dean's your champ. Yeah, I think Gabe Dean's my champ too, or the champ too. But I think there's people out there that's saying Bo Nickel's gonna win. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Bo Nickel's got to make the finals to win that match. I ain't even got him making the finals, bro. And you know me, his dad ain't gonna be happy to hear that, man. But you know what? All all the respect to Bo Nickel. We've talked plenty about Bo, how good Bo Nickel is. I I have finally gotten on the Bo Nickel bandwagon. Um, but yeah, just like you, I don't have him making the finals. A lot of people are going to call us idiots. A lot of people are going to call us homers. And you know what? I don't care. Um, but this, this weight class, again, lots of great matches, especially in the quarters, man. There's some good second round matches, but the quarters is where this weight class just gets nasty. I think the best second round match I see is maybe if it's, if he's healthy, a Jackson versus deck out. That's two returning all Americans. Yeah, I agree. I think, and you hit it on the head is if he's healthy, um, 
The other, there, there's a couple of other interesting second round matchups. I think Zach Zavatsky um, against Drew Foster in the second round is yeah. going to be a great match. And then also another one, um, TJ Dudley versus Michael Machiavello from North Carolina State could be an interesting match matchup. Dudley has been hit or miss this year. I think Dudley's beaten him this year. Uh, I, I can't be certain, but I thought they dueled. And it's possible. But Machiavello's quietly come along and had a nice season. He actually beat Zach Zavatsky. Gave, gave Zavatsky one of his only two losses Did he really? This year. Yeah. Nice. Zavatsky North Carolina State qualified all their guys. What's that? North Carolina State qualified all 10 of their guys. Oh, yeah, they did. That's they crazy. did. One of, uh, one of only a couple of teams to do yeah, so, right? Yeah, I think. Um, but Machiavello's quietly had a, you know, a nice season. I didn't know he beat um, Zavatsky. That's he beat Zavatsky in a duel a few weeks ago. Zavatsky actually, I think, returned that favor at the, uh, in the ACC championships. Okay. Um, so go ahead, man. Tell me what you think. You, I agree with you. Uh, Jackson. I, 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 my, my picks were made with Jackson being healthy. And healthy that, enough. I made those picks. I made picks with Jackson being healthy. So I haven't picked, beaten Deck out and facing Dean in the quarters. Okay. I, I went the different way. I don't know how healthy Jackson is. And it's, t- and it's simply because we saw him at Big Tens. We saw when he got hurt. And then after that, he basically defaulted out after he lost to Sammy Brooks. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm not sure how healthy he is. <laughs> Um, and even if he is healthy, Jack Dalgal is a formidable opponent, oh, that's man. Still, yeah, that's, you know? I think it's almost a coin flip either way. It is. But so, and I hated to do this, but I went with Dekal in that match. And that's fine. I mean, if, if, if we're going of the opinion that, that Jack's, Jackson's not full strength, I think Dekal's the, the winner there, mm-hmm. right? Um, so my, my, quarter, or my, yeah, my quarters is Dean versus Jackson with Dean winning. Uh, Zavatsky versus Boyd with Zavatsky winning. Brooks and Martin with Martin winning. And let me tell you why. The first time they wrestled, um, Martin lost. I think it was five to three. Uh, Martin had taken him down. Martin scored some points on scored some points on him. Brooks beat him late. I think he reversed him. And then you know, here's why people are going to think I'm crazy and I'm a homer. And yeah, I'm a homer. Brooks tossed Martin to his back. Was up by six at the Big Tens, and Martin ended up losing. I think twelve to two. Couldn't get anything going. Martin was diving for shots, trying to get anything going, and Brooks took advantage of that in the Big Ten Finals. Um, I think if Martin's not down by six, he wrestles a different match. I think they go back, they watch the tape. Martin is wrestling really well. He's, he's, got, he's just really technically sound on his feet, and I think he, he takes Brooks down twice and wins this match. I really do. Um, it's, I like it, man. It's a homer I like pick, it, but I like it. But you know what? Even if it is a homer pick, if there's one thing that, Miles Martin has shown people it's that under the bright lights he knows how to get the job done okay he, yeah he is not he does not shy away from the big moments yeah so I've got him I've got him uh beating Brooks to make that quarter and I think that's going to be important and we'll talk about that in a minute because I think he would have the toughest I think that quarter has the tough what has the toughest blood round because that's that quarter would have either Jackson or Deck out of go or to, to win in my or to All-American in my opinion um Whereas the, right. other, whereas the other ones that aren't is tough. You are right, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think that's a big that's a big one, especially because Martin's lost to Deckout this year, and Deckout kind of bullied him up. Now Martin isn't getting bullied nearly as much. Um, and then I've got um, Nickel over Dudley uh, in the other quarter. What about you? So uh, mine's a lot the same. Look, I like Dean, um, obviously clearing the quarters. I actually have Deckout over Nate Jackson. Deckout making the quarters. Um, I like Zach Zavatsky uh, making the quarters against Boyd. I actually have Zavatsky beating Boyd in that match. That's what I got, yeah. Um, I got, obviously, Dean beating Dekau. Um Sammy Brooks and Miles Martin, I had to think about this one a lot. And, and I think I actually <laughs> called you into the room and said, hey, talk me into this. Yep, I had to talk you into it. And 
here's my thoughts on this. Look, last year, Sammy Brooks was a Big Ten champ, got to NCAAs, mm. and the stage was too big for him. He ended up taking seventh place. Still got on the podium. Good for him. Um, Miles Martin had a rough Big Tens last year. Okay. Um, what did he take, like sixth? I'm not, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I know he didn't win, win the weight class, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then look what he went out and did. He it's just an 11th seed. He just gets it done under the, at the big show um, or on the big stage. Look, Brooks has gotten the best of him twice this year, right? Yeah. Okay. He beat him twice. And if I'm Miles Martin, I'm saying, look, Sammy Brooks, you're a senior. I got one more chance, one more chance to get you, and I'm not going to let you – not going to let you leave this wrestling career, leave this game without me getting mine. Sure. And you made a lot of great points. I think Miles Martin tightens things up this match. I don't think we get put to our back for six. Which I, is the difference. In which that. is the difference. Yeah. And I think we're able to win the match, to be truthfully honest. Yes. Um, so I got Pumping Martin, me up right now. I got Martin winning that match. Um, I like Dudley over Machiavello. And then, obviously, um, against Nickel. Um, I think Nickel beats Dudley. I yeah. don't think I, I think he's beaten him up a couple times this year already. Um which sets up some interesting semifinals. Look, Dean's the man. Dean's going to the finals. If anybody wants to argue me, look, let's put some money on it. I'll take the bet all day any day. I'll put I'll put my house on it. Um, I'll put my wife on it. <laughs> okay. I don't know what we've been betting for, but <laughs> um which, kidding, it, it sets up another interesting match between Miles Martin and Bo Nickel in my mind. And that's gonna be a oh, buddy. And here and here's my thoughts on that. Look, guys, I said earlier in the season I didn't like Bo Nickel. You know what? It was because I was jealous because he was on the Penn State team and not Ohio State. The boy's got game. The boy can ball on the mat. Uh, he's exciting. But I think Miles Martin has figured him out. Yeah. And you made a great point about how him figuring uh, Bo Nickel out. And what is that? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I look at you, I'm like, oh, crap. You're like, what was it? <laughs> no, no. And we talked about it a little bit last week is that people, it's almost impossible to finish a shot on nickel um, if you only have one of his legs. Right? Exactly. When, um, if you look at what happened, Brooks got one of his legs in deep on a single leg. Whoop. Splatled. Yep. Um, Boyd. Boyd got in on one leg, cradled. Miles Martin, you know how he beat him? He body locked him to his back, which shows that he's not scared to go upper body with him. And also, he double legged him. And he double-legged him a couple times. Um, he double-legged him actually in their dual match and got, got out-scrambled there um, a little bit. But, you know, I think that you've got to get on both legs to take down Bo Nickel. And Miles Martin's got a great double-leg. So Nickel better be standing really sugar-footed or else Miles Martin's going to double-leg him. Right. And in that duel, we've said multiple times, the difference in that duel victory for Bo Nickel was the fact that Miles Martin gave up a takedown in the last eight seconds of all three periods. That's yep. six points. That's the difference yeah. in that match. And he lost right there. eight to two. Um, but if there's one thing that Miles Martin has shown, he's shown that he's one of the few guys in college that can beat Bo Nickel. I think there's only two, and I think it's Dean and I think it's Martin. And I, and I, I think that Martin just has the athleticism and the skills. But there's on only his been feet. one guy to do it. Correct. The skills on his feet, right? Right. He, he's got great fakes. He's got great speed, and I think he can get to both legs at about the same time, even if it's a single, quick to a double. He he can do that. Hey, you took him down in the um, NCAA tournament last year off a double leg. Mm-hmm. And Bo Nickel tried to kind of jack him up and got taken down. Um, th that was before he got thrown to his back. But um, So he took him down with a double leg in the NCAA Finals last year, took him down with a double leg um, in the Big Ten Semis this year. Double leg is the key. Martin, if you're listening, double legs. Nice. Don't try to scramble with him. So just go ahead and give me your top eight here, man. Yeah, my top eight is uh, Dean, Martin, 
Nickel, Brooks, Jackson, and again, I picked Jackson um, at being healthy. I could also see that flipped with uh, Deckow. Mm-hmm. Zavatsky, Dudley, and Boyd. And um, I think the, in- the most interesting round of 12 is Deckow versus Brooks. In your bracket. Yeah. And so that let's say Brooks gets the better of Martin. That drops Martin down, and he faces Deck- he face- I think he's going to face either a Deckow, a Jackson, or an Ellingwood. I think that's by far the toughest. Um, because, of- uh, yeah, my other round of 12 is like Dudley versus Parker, Jackson versus Carr. Boyd Machiavello. Right. You know, I so, so I think we're that. I think we're in a tough round of twelve. I favor us in all of those, even if it's deck out. I favor us in all of those. Mm-hmm. But hey, why don't we just make the finals instead? I I love it. What about um, you? Look, I, I like Gabe Dean, obviously over Miles Martin in this bracket. Call me a homer, I don't care. Um my mark can make the finals. Um for third and fourth, I like Bo Nickel over ZZ Top, Zach Zavatsky. Yep. Um I love Dudley uh for fifth place over Nolan Boyd. And then I've got Brooks over Deckow for seventh and eighth. I actually have so who do you Brooks, have Brooks losing to? Um, I've got Brooks beating Nate Jackson in the round of twelve, and then losing to Dudley. Oh, really? I do. Okay, I do. Um, you know what? You're du- allowed to have that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that's kind of how it shakes out for me. If there's one thing that's certain, though, this weight class is going to be phenomenal to watch. Lots of storylines in this. One of the few weight classes, if not the only weight class, where you have two returning national champs four returning national finalists, and multiple All-Americans. It's going to be crazy. Be there. Watch it. Pay attention. Yep. There's going to be people that don't – or that have All-American before that don't even sniff the blood round, in my opinion. Potentially. I, I agree. All right. Let's get to 197, man. Woo, this podcast is turning into a long one, but I love it. All right. Hey, you know what? If you want an in-depth view of wrestling – That's what we want to yeah, do. We, we love give, talking about We want to give stuff. you in-depth. So anyway, get to 197, man. I got Cox winning it all over more. I do, too. We, we, we can back into that if you want. <laughs> I do, too. But before we get there, Man, I'm a there homer. is one first-round match that really intrigues yeah. me. Um, it's Aaron Studebaker, the seventh seed against <laughs> returning All-American Brett Harner from Princeton. Look, Brett Harner's had a rough season this year. I think he's actually been hurt the majority of the season, which has caused him to have his problems. He comes in with a record of 14-8, and eight, but that just to me is a very interesting first-round match. I do like Studebaker in that match. Yeah, though. Studebaker's been really solid all year, but I'm never going to count out a returning All-American. Um, but I, I do. I, I have Studebaker um, winning that one. So who are your quarters in this in this tournament? So, uh, or this, 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 this bracket, because this bracket is not very deep and it's kind of top-heavy with your top four guys, it was a little difficult for me to, to fill out. But my quarters are actually uh, Jaden Cox versus... Nate Rodert from San, uh, South Dakota State University. Um, I've got McCutcheon from Penn State taking on Hot from Virginia Tech. Um, Colin Moore taking on Preston Weagle from Oklahoma State. And then Studebaker and Brett Pifar for I don't know how, the, how many of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, my only difference is I got Wolf beating Rodert. Okay. Um, you know, Wolf was around a 12 last year, so look, I, I can't – that was one of those pick'em matches for me. Sure, and, yeah, I mean it's a pick'em. And Rotor's on my fantasy team, so I picked him. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. So I've got Cox beating Wolf, um, Hot beating McCutcheon, Moore beating Weagle, and that's an important match right there because the loser of that I think has to wrestle Rotor or Wolf to go. The loser of Rotor or Wolf to go. So that's an important win I think for. Um, I, you know I don't want to see. I, I think Moore beats those guys, but you know I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've got um, Studebaker, or I've got uh, Far over Studebaker. You know. 
Moore has probably the best offense of anyone in this weight class, and I'm going to even include Jaden Cox in that discussion. I think. Oh, I agree with you. Colin Moore is so flipping fantastic and dynamic. Did you see his, his carry feet. he hit on far to put him on his back? That outside carry? Yeah. Yeah, it was Ooh. a it, it, excellent technique there. So his match versus Weagle is going to be interesting. Weagle's pretty defensive, but he's great on top, especially once he gets that cross wrist. Yeah, he's a tilter. Okay? He's a tilter, and when he gets that cross wrist tilt on top locked up, he has the ability to score a lot of points. But Moore has shown a very good ability this year to get out from bottom against a lot of people. Jaden Cox is a great rider, and Moore was able to get out from bottom on yeah. him. So I, I think Moore wins that match, and I don't, think it's, I don't think it's as close as what people may want to say it could be. Weagle's going to have to get on top. And I, and I think we get enough takedowns where we don't have to take down on Weagle. That's a good point. And I'm good not sure point. Weagle takes us down. So. Good point. So there you go, unless he takes top, unless he Mitch Clarks us. So I'm going to bet that you and I probably have the same semis. Uh, Jaden Cox, Jared Hott from Virginia Tech, um, Colin Moore and Brett Pifar. This is one That's of the it. few weight classes where I've got the top four seeds making the semis. I think it makes sense it makes because a it's sense. a very top-heavy bracket. Make, makes a ton of sense, man. I got, Cox, like I said, Cox uh, over Hot, And they, they wrestled a tight one earlier this year, I think 2-0. Um, and then I've got uh, Moore beaten far. I, I mean, he did enough at the Big Tens to make me think that he's, you know, the student has become the teacher. Like you figured him out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, now, if Far goes out and puts more, you know, puts a whooping on Moore, you know, don't come calling me and saying, I told you so, because certainly that can happen. I'm just giving you what I think is going to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to. Well, I'm going to call you and say, I, I, I agree with you. You agree with me. <laughs> so I got Moore winning, and I got Cox, um, you know, Cox just, Cox doing what Cox does and winning a close one in the finals. What about you? You got more winning at all? I don't. Uh, I don't. And not that I say it can't happen, but Jaden Cox knows how to win cl- matches. He knows how to win close matches. He's been in this stage. It'll be his third time up, going for his third national title. Um, I think he just has that, you know, that that veteran savviness, you know, on the big stage. It just says, look, I'm going to get it done. Well, and he's just a great wrestler. I mean, he's just an outstanding world, world-class world wrestler. Look, he's finished 1-3-1 one, one, and looking for another one. I mean, that's a Who'd he lose to phenomenal when he took career. Uh, I think he lost to... Kyle Snyder. Huh? He lost to Kyle Snyder when he took third. He did? Kyle Snyder beat him in the semis. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. That's when Kyle Snyder got thrown by Gadsden in the finals. Was it really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, and then Gatson went out and got ice cream. Yeah, after that. <laughs> but it was it was Snyder Cox in gotcha. the semis. All right, so um, uh, you know, not a ton of round of twelve stuff. I got. I don't think there's a lot. I got Weagle over Rotor, and again, that's a. I think we. I think that's where we've got to look if we don't beat Weagles. We're gonna have to beat a Rotor or a um, a, a wolf. wolf. And I I think we do. Yeah, and then I've got McCutcheon over Beasley. Ugh. Same here. So I've got Cox, Moore, Far, Hot, Studebaker, McCutcheon, Weagle, Wolf. Okay, I like it. I don't think you and I are really far apart on this. I think Jaden Cox gets it done over Colin Moore. Um, I like Brett Farr over Jared Hott for third and fourth. I like Studebaker over Nate Roder for fifth and sixth. And then Weagle over McCutcheon for seventh and eighth. Look, if I got a pencil in McCutcheon as an All-American, I'm putting him in the eighth There spot. you go. So our difference is basically I've got Wolf All-American and you got Roder. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. So let's get to the most exciting bracket Woo! of them all. I mean, anybody could win this weight. Anybody... Named Kyle Snyder can win this weight. Yeah, Snyder. S-N-I-D-E-R. That's so, how I spelled it in the article once. So, look, I didn't even take the time to fill this bracket out, so you're going to have to lead me through this uh, conversation, homie. Well, Snyder is going to wrestle, um, and he's going to win. Now, <laughs> um, you know, there's some interesting matchups. Um, second round, um, uh, Daniel D- Dan- Denzel DiJournette's going to face Krolls. 
uh, from Minnesota, two-time All-American. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got uh, Kroll's winning that match. I agree uh, with you there. Yeah, I think Neville's Casper quarter is going to be pretty fire. If if it, if it makes it that far, I know Casper has to get past Jensen, and Neville's gonna have to get get past the very game Miller. But um, I get Casper beating Neville's, and know, that's gonna be a hell of a match. I think that's gonna be a great match. I look, Neville's is legit. I mean, level Neville's was a super recruit coming out of California. Um, he was injured last year. He's done great things this year. You know, his losses. I think he's got a couple of close losses to Medbury. Um, Jacob Casper is one of my favorite wrestlers of all, like all around, just because. He seems like such an interesting character. Uh, very fortunate enough that he allowed me to do kind of a Q&A article with him. Got to, yeah. learn, got to learn a lot about him. Um, and he's had a phenomenal season as well. Great, some great wins. Um, I like, I want Casper to win that match versus Neville's. Mm. Um, I know where you're going. The difference is going to be, can Casper weather the storm from Neville's on top? And can Casper, being the smaller guy, get to his offense on their feet? I hope he does, man. I really hope he does. Okay. Who do you got? I'm making you pick. You making me pick? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Ohio boy, Jacob Casper. There you go. I like it. The un, you know, kind of unheralded. Unheralded. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, another interesting thing I have here is I have um, Haynes, Thomas Haynes from Lock Haven, wrestling Walls and losing to him in the second round. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, but then I have him making a run all the way back to beating Crowell's in the round of 12 and setting up – so he becomes an All-American and setting up a match with Neville's. Um, interesting. Yeah, and you know that was that's kind of an interesting backstory because Haynes was a four-time state champ from PA, committed to wrestle for Penn State, and then there was kind of a falling out. Uh, we don't know the whole story, but basically – They recruited they Neville's. They recruited Neville's, um, and I think Kale came because Haynes was the verbal commit. No money mm-hmm. had been offered. Kale talked to Haynes and was like, look, there, there ain't the dollars, buddy. You can still come wrestle if you want. They didn't. Then they wrestled at Dapper Dan, and um, Neville's beat Haynes in a really tight one. Right. And they haven't wrestled since. Um, I've got Neville's winning that match, but I've got Haynes All-American. And I think, he, you know, he's had a really nice season. Haynes has had a really nice season. And look, his story is such a great one because to even compound or add on to what you just said there, Haynes ultimately committed to Ohio State. Okay? He was on the team. He was on the team. Um, a great guy all around. He wrestled but, a but, match for Ohio State. He broke, beat Brooks Black. But once Kyle Snyder made that move to heavyweight, you know, I think, God, I mean, you feel bad for the positions that Haynes have been put in. But, you know, Haynes kind of realized, look, if Kyle Snyder's going 285, I'm obviously not going to see the mat in the starting lineup. Um, and I just want to say big props to Ohio State. We are homers, yes, but big props to Ohio State and Tom Ryan for giving him that release and letting him go out and finish his career as a wrestler, man. That's that's a cool story because there's been some uh, some shystiness in NCAA wrestling where they're not yeah. letting kids do that. I, I, you know, I agree with you, and big props to them. I also think it probably helped Ohio State free up some money that they needed. So, you know, well, of course. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say like it was like, look, I, I love Tom Ryan. I think he's a great coach, and I'm really happy that he's our coach. But, you know, they they, they – they mutually said, hey, Haynes, you're taking up some money that we could use, and we but got you Snyder at heavyweight. They thought they had Nick Tabanello as a backup to, to, to Snyder, to, to wrestle in Snyder's Correct. places as he is competing overseas. But unfortunately, uh, Tabanello suffered a career-ending injury and has left us with no backup at heavyweight. We had to bump up a 97-pounder, Josh Fox, to do that. So they could have kept him on. Yeah, but I, I – I don't know how much money Haynes was getting, but it's probably not money to be a backup. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> anyway, carry on, man. Um, you know, so I've got uh, my All-Americans here. Snyder over Medbury. Walls over Casper. 
Uh, so uh, Walls takes third, Casper takes fourth. Then I got Neville's fifth, Schaefer sixth, uh, Tanner Hall seventh, and Haynes eighth. And and that's it, man. What do you got? Well, I told you I didn't fill this bracket out. So I look. I, I think Kyle Snyder wins this weight class. I don't think it's really going to be questionable or a question. Um, I do like Connor Medberry to clear to the uh, to clear to the finals. Um, if there's one guy that scares me when it comes to wrestling, Medberry. Surprise, surprise, it's not Ty Walls. It's actually Neville's, to be truthfully honest with you. And the fact that... They're split. They're split. I think that uh, that lends well to Connor Medbury. Um, so I do like Connor Medbury making the finals. Um, I think your All-Americans are definitely <clears throat> definitely solid choices for All-Americans there. You don't have Schaefer All-Americaning? Yeah, I do. I have him at oh, sixth. You got him sixth? Yeah, the person I don't have All-Americaning that was ranked All-American was Crowell's. I have, I have Haynes beating him. And that's probably one where if I was filling out the brackets, I probably would have went the other way on that. Yeah, sure. Trails is a two-time All-American. He's shown that he can yeah. get it done. Low All-American, though. I yeah. mean, you know, not like he's been, you but know. But two times. Yeah. And it wasn't like he snuck on once. Okay, maybe it was a little bias. All right. Probably a little, little bit bias, bias, you know. A little Lockhaven bias. <laughs> a little Lockhaven bias? Yeah. So that's EWL, cool. baby. So... Look, we're already at an hour and 51 minutes. I Holy apologize. Sh- this is long. It's turning into another one of the uh, Lord of the Rings podcasts. But you know what? We really wanted to break down these brackets for you guys. Before we get off here, Ben, talk to me about team race. Um, if Nick Seriano's healthy and All-Americans, I think uh, Penn State wraps it up. If Nick Seriano's not healthy, I think it's a three-team race. Uh, I think it's going to come down to bonus points. And uh, Penn State scores a lot of them. If Ohio State can match, even come close to matching the bonus points, then they have a shot. Um, if they can't, they don't have a shot. Oklahoma State, you know, I, I, they're all hands on deck, and I don't know if they score a ton of, ton of points. I've got, I've got Penn State with eight All-Americans and two champs. Ohio State with six All-Americans and two champs. I mean, right I, there, even without bonus points, Penn State wins. Sure, So sure. even take away Seriano, that's seven All-Americans, two champs. I think, it's, I think the team score is going to be closer than what a lot of people think. Um, personally, I don't think there's a lot of people that saying Oklahoma State has 10 All-Americans at this tournament. I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't have it um, I really don't see it happening. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm glad we're going to be there to watch it. I hope that we get to see our Buckeyes come away with uh, the second national championship in, what, three years? Yeah, th- that would be awesome. But I tell you what, even if they don't, I'm going to be proud of them. I think they're going to get a trophy, and they're going to – they're going to make some brackets fun. I, I love trophies. Yeah. All right. That's all we got for you guys. Sorry it went a little Let's longer than here. normal. Um, thank you for listening to episode 16 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Have a wonderful day. Get to St. Louis. Watch the NCAA championships. And don't wind up on your back, bro.